First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the pod of the everyman, the Two Beers Podcast. Doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our back just to make it fair on all the other podcasts. And we still make them look like Neanderthals. Now, real quick, Drew. Jordan. To make it fair, let's let's have the audience members. Now, if you're going to listen to this. use of that uh i was gonna say we gotta slow it down for the audience members if you're gonna listen to this podcast we're gonna need you to g- lock yourself into a dark room okay we're gonna need you to put this on 0.75 speed close one eye and then listen listen with no commentary that's what we're gonna need you to do in order to get this podcast right all right ah <laughs> uh, so good so so uh <laughs> The only way, further ado. That's that's the only way you can tell how conclusively how conclusively we're that much better than every other podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Assume <laughs> positions for the world famous two Bruce salute. And a three. And a two. And a All right. Three Floyd's Jinx Proof Lager. Should have should have friggin' drank this last week. Um what do you got? Uh, just, uh, boring Steve Weiser, double IPA. Oh, don't trust anybody, especially the judges, which I wish Loma would Vegas. not have trusted the judges. Vegas. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Can't trust Vegas, baby, and those damn Americans. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, Lomachenko, Haney, how do you want to, how do you want to hit it? Unfortunately, we're, we're a couple of days behind, some of us had internet issues we won't yeah. say who those are who that person was <laughs> spoiler alert for this podcast i haven't had clay, cable or internet for like three days so you know all of my insights are going to be great when we get to the, the other folks sports. the the folks at browsers are worried <laughs> um okay so uh let's start w- w- with this how about the push what 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 did what did you think about the push at the way uh it was it was it was surprising to see Haney do that. It was funny that the reaction of the crowd was kind of like, "What a lame ass!" Because after he did it, he like immediately like ran off stage. <laughs> yeah, and remind uh, everyone, Drew was in person live in Vegas. I was, was I was at home. Yes. Uh, so it was like I said it was it was cool. Like I I liked the, the being the way I. It was kind of. I, I didn't like that it was just this was actually a true ceremonial weigh-in. I don't know the top rank has traditionally done those. Um, like usually, I feel like you don't see the weights. They come weighed. Out they weighed in at like at nine a.m. Nine a.m. Yeah. Um, 
which was just weird because tip again i got usually when it's a top rank stuff like you don't see weights leaking out uh maybe it wasn't that big of a deal but anyway yeah so haney and loma they they face off haney's like trying to tell he's like talking to him telling him he's too small this and that um coming out coming over the day before when uh loma made a comment about him saying he was too old and haney was like i never said you're old and then of course twitter being twitter was tweeting out the the little tweet of haney saying loma too old loma too small um but yeah then haney gives him this like pretty hard shove uh out of nowhere and again it was aggressive and it was it was a hundred percent just to to sell the fight this whole like the problem the whole haney villain thing is that like it it's just very contrived because you know he's a super nice guy. <laughs> like yeah. he can't come off as like like Lopez, like Tio, like Tank, like, even Tank, like, like those guys can come off that way because like they don't behave the way Devin does. And you could just tell it was kind of like fake. And again, like he just like ran right off the stage. Like he didn't stand there and like try to like eye him down or talk shit. Like he pushed him and ran off. Stage. Like like his dad. Like I, I think they planned to do that because like his dad just kind of like walked right off too. It was, it was weird. It was just odd. Uh, to say the least, but um, it was funny because after that, Loma, Loma just was like, he's like, he's like, ah, he's mine. I just felt his power. He doesn't have any kind of a thing. So it was, uh, yeah, that was that again. That was the general consensus for most of us. So you think it was to sell the fight? Oh, 100 percent. That there, a lot of people My- were like, a lot of people were like, this was four years of of chasing a guy who wouldn't give you a chance. No, I'm like, no, it's, no, I, not, I, I, not that. I, I think it was. I, I think it was all tactics for the fight. Oh yeah. Okay. I I, I thought I was because I was racking my brain. I was like, I, really? Like you're gonna sell the fight like a day before the fight? Like <laughs> I, I, like now? And I think it was more of, let me try and. I don't know if you're gonna rattle him off off of BS like yeah, that. Yeah, just try but, to get in his head. But I think if you could, I think the reason why he pushed him so, because I'm thinking, and our, and our, you know, our follower Mikey, Mikey Levs, who was there in attendance too, said, yeah. dude, he could have easily like hurt him, and the fight could have been off. And I'm like, that's true. Yeah, that that was that was like it wasn't a regular shove. That was a yeah. like that was very aggressive. Yeah. And I think he wanted to be overly aggressive, just to try and like display like here, like yeah, you don't think I have any power? Like this is what I'm bringing, and I'm I'm bigger and I'm more powerful. So okay. I think th- I think it was Fair. mind games starting early, okay. and I don't think they worked. But I think it was like I think it was the Haney camp in general making a calculated move. Like we need everything we possibly can, and like so. And I think that's part of why he left the stage so early because like he didn't he wasn't really invested in like the beef. He just wanted he just wanted to send the message of like here's the power I have. Gotcha. And that's, okay. So that's that's the way I saw it. Okay. Now, I, as it as it happened, I don't think it actually had any bearing on the fight. Whatsoever. No, none. Absolutely none. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely none. Um, um, it was fun though. I said the way it was pretty it was pretty cool. It was free to the public, so you just kind of like, you just had to go into the MGM um, arena through the the casino. It was a good the whole weekend was a good mix of Loma Haney boxing fans. Like there really wasn't. At least where we were in boat for for pretty much everything, there we, there wasn't really an obnoxious subset of like either fan base. Like everybody was pretty cordial um, with each yeah, other cool. and like kind of invested in the fight. So it was actually, it was fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Like it wasn't like uh, all right, like I got to talk shit to you, and then, uh, well, now I got to talk shit to this guy. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like that nonsense. Oh, so it was good. good. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah. So anyway, fight goes down. Um. 
Yeah, the undercard I, before I we. Say, you won't, you won't yeah. mention anything on that. Well, I was gonna say the undercard. The the undercard was awesome. Um, Nick Wally Nick- Walsh with the draw. <laughs> I mean, it should really be his second draw. Maybe his maybe a loss. Because uh, we we saw him in the garden. We thought he lost, right? Um, I don't know. We thought it was close. I don't know. If we yeah, when we went. Lost, so. Um, that I actually we actually we weren't in the arena yet for that because I I thought that was gonna be where knock the Nakitani fight was. I thought it was gonna go. Nakatani uh, Maloney, then Nico Ali Walsh, and then the three main fights. Yeah. But you know they had they had Nico go on super early, which was just strange. Um, so yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, Nakatani Maloney was outstanding. I mean, yeah, you know, not you know. well. I mean, it was one guy beating the shit out of another guy. Yeah, it yeah. was just yeah. I guess that wasn't. <laughs> I was gonna say just like the sheer carnage of Nakatani. Uh, that he he definitely if people didn't know about that dude before that fight they certainly do now, um, and we so actually my, ra- I don't think I told you my cousins came to watch the fight with me my cousin who's like uh, I don't know forty five or fifty and oh, yeah. like and his kids who were like high school and in like fifth grade yeah and um they were asking they were like oh is this is this Maloney guy any good from like is he Australian I was like uh top rank wants him to be good but he gets his ass kicked every time they put him in a big fight and yeah. Sure enough, kablammy. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I got whooped. Um Yeah, so that we actually we actually we ran into Nakatani after the fight. He was um his team was in the lobby of our like the part of our hotel. Uh one of my one of the guys I went with got, got a selfie with him with that like gnarly like cut going down his forehead from the headbutt. Which oh, yeah. is funny. Oh. And uh and then my other my other buddy who spent some time in Tokyo was like Talk was talking to him, but talking to like his like manager like very slowly and stuff. I guess he assumed that Nakatani just only didn't speak English. You, and you, the manager goes, he was trying to th- like yeah, learn some Japanese yeah, or whatever." Uh, yeah, the manager goes, oh, "He he understands you." <laughs> it was really it was really funny. Um, and I walked by him again over time. I was like, "Hey man, great fight!" And he he goes back. He's like, "Oh, thank you very much." In English, and I look at my buddy. He's like, "You think you understood me?" shy to screw him uh he had had a long long day of drinking uh uh but yeah that was fun um uh nicotelia who who was the guy i keep forgetting the the name of the guy that he fought Uh, morado is that what it is yeah uh pretty pretty wild like i that was a that was a that was a big time stoppage I in real time it was weird. Like I didn't I didn't understand why they stopped the fight. Uh, and then you had, I texted you and you were like, "Dude, he was like he might have killed him." <laughs> uh, and then, but then on the replay you could see like he caught a Nakatilia with some some really good shots. And then like he like was almost like he was basically spaghetti legs on the ropes. Um, so yeah, it, that- it, it was it was one of the ones where when the stoppage came. I mean, he was getting hit with flush shots, but yeah. like his his yeah. head was still there. Like he was he wasn't like googly eyed yet. Right. And they step in, and I'm like, well, I'm like, you could wait until he's googly eyed, then it's yeah. too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I actually didn't have a problem with the stoppage, just because like, unlike the stoppage where we saw last week, where it was just unbelievable. This is like, no, no, he he got crushed in the head like four straight times, and like the legs yeah. are starting to go, and like he is. A blow away from just being absolutely laid out. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> which well, and, funny, funny you mentioned last week because apparently nobody cared about that 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 uh, injustice, which is just hilarious. Uh, the Twitter twi- twi- Twitter's drunk. I I gotta get off that thing. Um, but yeah, so that was that. And then the Valdez fight, like 
pretty much was like every other Valdez fight outside of fucking Burchell. Like fucking Burchell probably goes back to that fight and probably thinks to himself, "How did I fuck this up?" Because <laughs> um, he was absolutely weight trained. That's how. yeah. I mean, it's just like it was kind of up and down. Like I, I never felt like Valdez wasn't winning the fight. Um, but it just was kind of I don't know. It was it was, it was it was the scorecards were a pretty, weird fight. It was the scorecards were pretty wide though. I think right. They were. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were pretty fun. And again, super, these I, I don't wide. understand like these ten round fights for like a guy like Oscar Valdez. Like, why are you only fighting a ten round fight? Like, I don't. I understand prospects doing it, but like, when you're once once you like. Once you get to have the like to title contender like status and eliminators, like why are we doing ten? I don't I don't get it. Um, I don't know. But it was weird. Like I like Val again. Valdez felt in control, but like you know he got he was there were moments where he was getting hit. I I felt like on the back half of the fight he was he was landing much better shots and had a chance to stop stop it. Was it Lopez? Is that the guy's name he fought? Yeah. Yeah. Um, looked like he he might have had a chance to stop him a couple of times. So I'd be I didn't see the I didn't see like the round by round scoring, but I'd be curious to see if if he was like down on the cards like by like the seventh round on any of the judges' scorecards. But again, I mean I I didn't really have any doubts that Valdez was going to win that fight at all costs, setting up the uh, now, which is crazy. Apparently that they're setting up Navarrete and him for, in August. Oh, that'd be so good. That's three months. June, July, like three. That's three months from now. Well, they're going to be fighting. I mean Valdez. There's not going to be a ton of recovery from this guy because the guy didn't hit him that much. I, I agree. It's just it's, Na- it's, Navarrete is has plenty of uh, break from his last fight, and he's used to quick turnarounds anyway. Yeah, I mean he's probably already up to 185 pounds, Navarrete. So yeah. he's gonna <laughs> he <needs laughs> he's, to start start dieting. He's got to start camp. He's got to start camp right now. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love to really see him like three months out before a fight, like actually on the scales. <laughs> like what? What? What does this guy really look? Like you hear about Roberto Duran, how he really how he blew up to 200 pounds before the 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 Sugar Ray. Uh, rematch like i can only imagine navarate <laughs> is this guy really flowing up to 200 pounds is this real like uh, he's like me and you and he's like all right time to lose 70 pounds oh it's so good man so good um but yeah, again the atmosphere was cool it was a good time um probably had the best 12 dollar burrito ever in in a sports arena which was just fantastic and uh some some espresso martinis which were tremendous as well before the fight uh yeah, and then it, they they got right into it, man. Like they did not waste time. Like it was very, very, very. It was very similar to Tank, and maybe maybe they're getting the feedback that hey, like we don't need these fights going on at one o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. Uh, it was. I was curious to see what kind of crowd it was going to be. I mean, because again, like now Haney Haney lives and trains in Vegas. He is from Oakland, so like, you know. It, it wasn't. It was people were talking about it, that this was his homecoming. It wasn't really his homecoming because he's not. Yeah. Even, yeah. Like he's not actually. He wasn't born there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah like this right. isn't like a Shakur Newark situation. Right. Uh, but he I mean, he has been there for a number of years. And we yeah. joked. We joked. We joked when he fought JoJo in Vegas that he was getting booed uh, for a small crowd. Uh, it was incredibly pro Loma. Uh, you know, I, like there, there. I mean, there. If I had to put my finger on it, I'd say it was probably eighty twenty Loma fans. Um, yep. but like I said, in our side, we had really great. I think I sent you a picture of our seats, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had really good seats. Um, we were perfect, perfect angle, uh, for the rim to kind of check out or ring rim, uh, the ring to check out all the action. And we had, again, we had a good mix of like Lomachenko, like Haney fans. And outside of these two guys that were behind us that kept, kept before the fight, kept like trying to get, get me to bet $10,000, uh, on, on Haney with him. And I'm like, I guess guy, I'm like, 
I was like, wow, let me see. I thought he was trying to tell me he bet 10 grand on Haney. I'm like, oh, let me see your ticket. He's like, I don't need a ticket, bro. Check out my wallet. And he's like showing me all this cash, which definitely wasn't. I mean, I'm not I'm not a math major, but I'm pretty sure those bills didn't add up to $10,000. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, well, I was like, you know, you're in Vegas, right? Like, you can just go bet that money. Like, oh, no, no, bro, bro, we can do that. I don't need to do that. I'm like, uh, all right, guy, have a good have a good time. Um the entrances were really cool. I don't know if they came out. I know there were some issues with the the pay per view, but um, the feed. Oh, but they were the, just solo entrances, and they did they did the like basic music. It looked like. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, um, it was very very WWE esque, like back in the night, like late nineties when they had them walk out, come out from the uh, like from the locker rooms by themselves, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, Is that in the WWF anymore? I don't think now. Nah, now, nah, oh no, now it's all just like you know they have they get all the graphics in front and all this stuff now, and you don't really see like the oh. locker room walks or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. no, no, no. Um, uh, again, so you know, very, very intense. Um, you know, and then the bell starts. Uh, you know, I, I gotta tell you, dude. Like I, I, just overall, like each round, like I just, I, I've just felt really good about Loma, and like I, I understand all these people. This 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 thing about like uh like you know you, you can't let the crowd influence you this like I'm not letting the crowd like why why is it the assumption that the only way I thought Lomachenko wins the fight is like if I'm letting yeah, all these yeah, things exactly inf- yeah like I can't hear the commentary it's driving me insane like what what do you, you so the only reason that anybody would it, it, think Lomachenko yeah. won is because they were influenced by the crowd or like, like really? Tim Bradley but like because but but and the, but wasn't like you were telling me like wasn't Andre Ward like pro like very pro Haney during the broadcast like weren't yes. they both like go so like where i don't like all this nonsense it was, about it was it was warden bradley do and honestly like there were times when tim bradley was pro loma and i thought he was wrong and there were yeah. times when uh uh ward was pro haney and i thought he was wrong and then there was a time where they were both pro their guy yeah. and i thought they were right i Spot mean it's on. Just, like it's a good crew. Like they had balance. Like yeah. It, so none yeah. of that. Like it. None of that does. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. Like we we're just watching. Yeah. Like I- randomly. Like oh, let's watch this fight. I don't know anything about boxing. Like <laughs> I know what these guys say. I watch them yeah. every week. Yeah. Like, it's I, like, yeah. It, it's, it's nothing it, they say. Like I disagree with them or agree with them all the time. Like yeah. And that's so like and again. I I could obviously we can't hear the commentary right because we're in the arena and everything. And it's not like. And it's not like everybody was going nuts for Loma, like, every time, like, something happened. Like, it's, you know, a lot of times, it was, listen, for a lot of the fight, it like, people were... It wasn't T.O.'s dad every time T.O. No, like, and people were, like, kind of, like, people, like, it was... Bubble, like, so it all you was, heard was T.O.'s dad. Yeah, because it was such a high-level chess match, like, people, like, pe- there was a lot of, like, nervous energy in there, like, you know, yeah. it was a high-level, like, like, a lot of it was more just, like, buzzing, like, not necessarily, like, lo- like, there were, there was a lot of time where we got, like, Loma chance, but there were Haney chance, but it was just, like, a buzz of, like, like, energy, because it was such a, an entertaining fight, and the thing coming into the fight was, you know, oh, uh, you know, this will be, you know, this might, this might be a boring fight compared might to Tank and slow. Ryan. I thought, I thought it was going to be a little bit slower, for sure. This was, this, and I, I kept asking people around me, this fight was a thousand times more entertaining than Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. It just was. Like, obviously, Tank had the more exciting way, way finish. Way higher skill. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but even the action. Like, there was there was way more action in this fight than so that fight. So, let let, let's start out here. Yeah. Within a round and a half, the whole Haney getting behind the jab thing, out the window. Out the window, With, yeah. within, within a round, round and a half. Yeah. Loma L- completely neutralized it. L- Loma, and you, you could say that Haney let him do that because, okay, but that's fine, but guess what? Loma controlled the distance immediately, immediately. And you hear boxers say all the time, 
oh, judges don't give me credit for the little things like my feints and and am I I'm controlling the distance and and this and that. Um, th there's a, a bunch of people out there saying like, oh, Haney immediately came forward. And it's just what, like, what, yeah, where? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Yeah, no, like, he didn't. At times, he came forward yeah. throughout the fight. For the most part, Loma was the one coming forward. But there were large chunks where they just both sat in the mid-range. Yeah. And that and was Loma. That's advantage Loma when they're sitting in the mid-range. Yeah. Because I, Haney I, has this superior jab. Yeah. Haney should have used it more to, to control the fight more, and he didn't. Yeah. Why? Well, no, that, I don't know. I, I, it's either because it wasn't the game plan, or it's because Loma's freaking good. Yeah. Well, the great, the best, the best. Yeah. And we, you know, uh, and CompuBox um, always got. They were they're always bringing the stat heats. You know, like Haney, Haney, Haney had the highest jab percentage at lightweight, and Loma had the best jab defense at, at lightweight. Like that was. That was a stat, you know what I mean? Like there had so, to be something so was going to have to give there. That's one thing about about guys always coming forward. Then there's also about like, oh, like the the busier fighter like on close rounds takes the advantage. Yes, more active, Did, busier, dictates the ring, ring ring generalship. The the ring generalship coming forward and fighting at the at the preferred range, uh, was all of advantage Loma, and it that apparently didn't matter. And, and my, my biggest frustration with some people now are talking about, like, yeah, I mean, Loma still started slow. Not as slow, but still slow. Like, no, I don't, no, he didn't. Well, then what did Haney do? Can I – let me – and listen, CompuBox – like, obviously, you can't necessarily go by CompuBox for the fight. But they're at least in the – they're at least close to, like, thrown punches, right? Like, maybe the landed punches are debatable. But here's, here's, here's the output round by round, right? I'm going to go for the first six rounds. I'm going to go – it's going to go Haney-Lomachenko. Ready? Yeah. 32-26 Haney. 39-49 Lomachenko, 35-50 Lomachenko, 35-43 Lomachenko, 41-55 Lomachenko, 27-42 Lomachenko. Like outside of one round, so the I'm first saying. round, Loma, Loma Loma was more Loma was more active. Like I don't under, I don't understand like where it's like this because <coughs> because he didn't land 20, 20 punches around. Is that what is that what we're talking about? Because he's not landing twenty around. So in my video I did uh, the morning after the recap, I I said the first round and the twelfth round were were the both the two swing rounds. So the here on my card I didn't which I wasn't posting. I was just taking notes live. First round I had a question mark. Second round, I I gave to Loma. Third round, I gave to Loma. Fourth, I gave to Haney with a question mark. You know, it was that close. was. I think that was pretty definitively Haney. Fifth Four. round, I said Haney, but close. And sixth round, mm -hmm. I said Haney. So at that point, I had Haney either I either had a three three or Haney up four two, depending on how the first how round you went. judge the first round. Yeah, and I I, like, I I I went back and watched the first round. This was after the fact, and knowing the CompuBox numbers, so the CompuBox had six connects for both yeah. guys. I actually think the CompuBox got the first round incorrect in favor of Haney at a disadvantage for Loma. I like I counted six hits for Loma, and then in the last like 15 seconds, Loma had like another flurry, and I counted like wait seven eight nine like eight nine wait what? I, yeah, and, and I thought I, I thought they actually miscounted. And I thought, like rewatching, I thought Loma took round one. I, yeah, and I, I agree. Like I thought Loma took round one too. And I thought like the, you know, I thought that he closed. And that's another thing you hear, like closing the rounds, right? Like the last thing the judges might like. I thought he closed the round 
excellently. And I've um, seen so many people who are like, I've gone back and watch this with no no sound. Watch, uh, I'm going to show you this with no sound. And then they, and then Loma throws a flurry and connects on like four of nine. And they'll be like, oh, he only landed one. He only landed one or two. Like, then. what are you it's watching? Like, what? No, like, are you blind? Yeah. Or then, another another one will be, oh, well, two of those were illegal. Well, are so like the ones where Devin hit him below the belt, but like the ref didn't call that. Like, are are we counting those punches? Like, do those punches count? <laughs> so so, and and the other thing was, uh, Devin rarely landed multiple punches at a time. Agreed. Yeah, very now, no combos. A, a, no combos. As I said, the the body the power the the counter right body punch by Haney to Loma was the most consistent and the most powerful punch of the fight. Absolutely. Like no doubt. Yes. But it was it was one and done. Yeah. And it didn't it never hurt Loma. So it's so then you're asking yourself, okay, well, what did Loma do to counter that? And Loma kept eating those, but he was he was walking through those to get yeah. three and four of his own. Yeah. I, I like just that, I didn't yeah. that has to count for something. Like <laughs> if you take the other guy's punch and you walk through it to land three or four of your own. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand, and, and that's, you know. Oh, that, well, he that, had the better punch there. Yeah, and the guy took it and then landed four. Yeah, and we've seen, yeah, you know, and the, the thing that, the thing that I, you know, I think that you and I, and I stress this a ton, what impresses me most about Haney and his team is going into every fight, they, their goal is to neutralize the best uh, asset of the other fighter, which they've successfully done in basically every single fight. Um Except for I, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I think I mentioned like I thought, I thought Lenares, like you know, they realized he was over the hill, and they just were trying to get in a firefight to show off some, some, some pop and some stuff there. Um, but that's what they do, and like I, you know, it to, obviously, you know, we have seen Loma get hurt to the body. He doesn't like the body shots. I get, whether that's a European thing, again, I, I'll get into that. At the end, the whole amateur, the European stuff that I think hurts him sometimes. Um, but like we saw, Luke, like Luke Campbell hurt him to the body late in in, in their fight. Like Tio hurt him to the body late in that fight. Like we've seen even even Jermaine Ortiz hurt him to the body. Like I never and again like I'm I'm watching the fight like I'm on an elevated angle. Like like I I feel like we had a pretty good. And again, I'm not I'm not a trained boxing judge, but like ni- neither are any of these other assholes on Twitter. <laughs> um, I, I just never see a Loma get hurt, look hurt from those shots the way no, like that we've seen no. it before. And then, to, quite frankly, the only time that I I only really remember Loma looking hurt one time in like in between seven and ten, I thought Haney buzzed him. I can't remember if it was a jab or an overhand where I thought he buzzed him a little bit, uh, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, he nah, caught him there. That was you. That was you just in the arena. That didn't come across on the broadcast. Okay, like I just and it, well not and not when I say hurt like and, not. And, and, and in fairness, people are saying that that Loma buzz buzzed Haney or hurt Haney. L- Haney was never hurt. That that's. He Loma staggered him a couple, and he looked times. gassed. Yeah, he 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 staggered him, and he looked there, gassed. There, there, he staggered him. At, yeah, correct. He staggered. And he looked, him and looked gassed, gassed in those. Te- yeah, but at ten, no point where it was like, oh my god, Haney, he's, he's about to go. No, yeah, he was, no, exactly. It wasn't yeah. like that. Yeah, Loma um, landed some clean shots. Haney was was staggered a couple times. Yeah. He got he got hit clean and was like, had to knock a couple cobwebs out, but nothing where he was truly. Yeah, buzzed or like nah, nah, no, Loma never hurt Haney. And that so didn't I, happen. and so I, yeah, so so through six, like I, I thought Loma was up four two through six to be honest with you. But I was like, I to myself, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm being biased. Let me. I, I even remember in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna switch a swing around because I, I'm, I'm, 
<laughs> maybe I'm just like feeling too good. And I never feel I never feel good during Loma fights. I'm always just nervous. And like I but I felt so comfortable. And like again, like the Haney fans behind us did not feel good as this fight was progressing. Like they like yeah. they were very quiet. And like, like I said, they were very, there was a there was a super nice couple behind us we were talking to all night and like they were they were they were getting pumped and ready up to the build up. And after like the third round, they started getting like quiet, quiet, quiet. Um to the point where anytime Dev like landed a shot, that one of those shots, they started like getting excited. Um, but I was like, all right, like through six, it's probably probably even. Maybe if it's for me, it's like four two Loma. Like that's kind of how I felt it was. I had it even or four two Haney after six. Um, man, and then seven but, uh, through twelve, probably I just, even. Yeah, seven and, through twelve. This is what I had. I had Loma. I had Haney with a question mark in eight. Loma okay. with a question mark in nine. Then I had Loma. In the tenth, and my note was clearest round of the fight yet. Yeah. Number eleven, obviously Loma, and then twelve, I had Haney with a question mark. So you and I diverged a little bit on twelve. We diverged on twelve because and and the whole th- and I, I I think Loma's English. Well, two things for the twelfth, like. Well, let's keep talking. Yeah, we'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get to the post-fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I agree. So I had, so I thought Loma, I thought Loma took seven and eight and Haney nine. So like where you had like question marks on eight and nine, we like flipped those basically. Okay. Uh, But we each had Loma Haney. And then 10 and 11 was no doubt. And I I thought he was going to, I thought there was a chance he might stop him at 11. Um, if he I, if he pressed the gas, I thought it was possible. I, but the problem well. is, like, I thought I thought I feel like he was punched out because like, I thought he just yeah, threw maybe, so many. Maybe. I just yeah. felt he was a little tired there, and I felt like Haney. I feel like Haney had one tie up where Loma was just like, he he just I don't know maybe he just didn't have it, and he was like I gotta you know I gotta conserve my energy a little bit, and I you know whatever it was, um, and then so yeah so I had I I, mean, I had Loma I had Loma winning four of those five rounds so but it was never four in a row which we'll get to as well but i had loma loma haney loma loma which you know i think you had it loma haney loma 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 right but like yeah. loma's taking the back of the fight which everybody is seems to be in agreement that loma you know loma like came on strong and especially in the championship rounds he outlands devin 44 to 18 and then in 12 like I, I, the the fact that loma looks so spectacular in 11 I feel like hurt him in 12 because he was a little bit more on the defensive end, but like he, it's not like he wasn't throwing. He threw more punches than Devin did in the 12th round. Like he threw yeah. more punches. It just, he, he did. So, he, like, what? so in the 12th, I went back and watched the 12th. I didn't go watch. I didn't rewatch the whole fight. I rewatched yeah. one in 12. Yeah. 12 where I said, I think CompuBox actually had Loma's stats wrong in 12 and one. In, against Loma, I think, you think they, they actually, flipped it. I think they had the stats wrong in Loma's favor in the twelfth. Uh, like by by landed or or punches thrown. Probably landed. Yeah. Because I think they yeah they had him out landing Haney and I'm sitting there watching the twelve going okay like thirty seconds go by I'm like where are they a minute go by where are they a minute and a half okay where are they and like I just couldn't get there on the landed yeah like they they had him out landing what eleven six or something like that or uh, no I, no it was thirteen eleven thirteen eleven okay. yeah thirteen eleven yeah. no I, I, twelve I didn't, I didn't, yeah thirteen eleven twelve power shots for Lomachenko in that round nine I, I for didn't I, I didn't see that okay uh, I, I really right. I, I really thought that was wrong and that's what I, I thought it was close I I still think it was a swing round. Yeah. But I, I gave it to Haney on, on the 12th, which for me had it 7-5 Loma. Um, yeah, okay. And again, I, I like I, – I had it Loma. And again, maybe 
I, I still just thought he was again. I just I thought it was. I an had even... it seven five Loma, but it, but yeah. if the first round you you gave to Haney and you gave both the first and the twelfth to Haney, I had it's it a draw. as a draw. Yeah, and for the twelfth round for me, I was just like Haney, like Haney's not like Haney's not as busy as he needs to be. Like I just that and that's and that's kind of how and maybe maybe it was the wrong way to look at it. But I, that's all. I, that's all I've been here. That's all you hear is oh you know they got to be active. They got to you know got to be coming forward. Like you can't can't download. And I just thought he was busier, and he was walking down the bigger guy, and he was more aggressive. So, well, you so know. The, 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 the thing that each of them did wrong in this fight, Loma took chunks of each round off when he thought he was ahead, and he really particularly in, in the 12th. Um, and Haney just, like, never landed more than one, maybe two at a time. Yeah. And it was just like, I think each guy thought they were doing enough. I, I guess, that, yeah, and that that made it so close. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, I thought Loma uh, and, and, and them would just like. Well, you know, up. but you know, to be fair though, like I think both guys respected the IQ of the other too. So it's 100%, like, 100%. I felt like that. I felt like at times they were both probably trying to lay traps. Um, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I so I added a four, uh, Lomachenko, and but I, in my mind, I'm like, all right, maybe it was seven five, but I'm like, I'm like, there's just going into the twelfth. I was I, like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, he's got to land it. Like, Kane, he's gonna have to knock him out to win. Like, this is not like it's gonna happen. Um, the two guys that were with the, with their ten thousand dollar bet, like, they left after the tenth, which was first off insane because the fight was so fucking awesome. Like, they just they left because like they they thought Haney was too far behind, and like again, like the couple behind me, I I remember I, I when I, after the after the bell rang, I was like, what do you what do you think? He's like. I think Loma. I think Loma took it. I was like, yeah, me too. I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm glad you think it too, and I'm not being crazy. He's like, yeah. He's like, I, he's like, I don't think, I don't think Devin did enough, man. I don't know, I don't know what he was doing. Um, and so, yeah, they they read the cards. Like when they said 116, 112, I felt, I really thought Loma was gonna get it because I'm like, yeah, me there's, too. I'm like, there's no way. Like, I was like. There's no way Devin. There's no way Devin got eight rounds. Yeah, I was like, there's no way De- Devin won eight four. And then, yeah. And then when they said, you know, two other rounds unanimous, my honestly, the thought in my head never even occurred to me that maybe Devin. I thought, damn, not one person had that as a draw at yeah. least. Like, yeah. Like, I thought maybe one would have it as a draw. Um, maybe, maybe like Devin won round. That was that's strange. And and before yeah, and and I'll say like, it they did they did not look confident, Team Haney in the corner like as the fight was going up because we were where are where we were we had like we were we had a direct line of sight to like haney's like team yeah like, i couldn't the, really see that on the broadcast like they they did not look confident he did not look like they just they just didn't look they they didn't look confident like even after the fight really like when they were waiting for the announcement like you've you've seen him like i mean we've seen yeah. that like after fights like cambosis and all these like like he's like yeah like they've they i've you know they know when they win um and when they said and still like the boo like yeah listen i'm from philly like we boo people <laughs> like like I'm, I'm no stranger to booze i've never heard booze at a live sporting event the way the 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 decision um came down and even like haney fans like weren't even that crate going crazy because it was kind of like wait he did did he win <laughs> um and it was just, and you, it's so funny because on the video, like I, I, I video, I videotaped the walk out, the walkouts, um, and then just like the announcement because I wanted to really, I just wanted to be engaged in the fight. Um, and you can just see my my hand drops as they say, and still, like the video just cuts out. It was just so like <laughs> it described everything that was going on perfectly. Um, so Dev, yeah, so Devin, so Devin takes it unanimously, and like you can just tell like Loma's face, like when they said it, he's just like, what? He's like, wait, what happened? Um, 
you know, the ref kind of looked over at Loma too. Like, I don't know. It was, it was tough. Um, you know, Loma in the corner was like, yeah, he just thanks everybody. He's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I got to collect myself. Uh, Shakur, and then Shakur comes in the ring afterwards. Shakur's going to fucking dice all these guys up. He's, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he, he comes in the ring, just flat out and says, Lomachenko won that fight. He won the fight. He, he, he hit Devin with cleaner. Pie. And I'm sorry, he, he did hit Devin Haney with cleaner, more, more um, impactful shots. He, you can, you can talk, talk about the body work all you want, but like Loma, Loma's shots <laughs> did more damage than Devin's shots did. Um, well, that part's true. They definitely did more damage. And um, you know, and then it was great when like, De- Devin goes, "I'm number, I'm number one." And they didn't really have a. Fa- I-, I thought that was a missed opportunity too for both guys. I mean, that that makes me think that Devin's definitely moving up in weight because um, they could have really like had a really intense face off with each other. And Devin just kind of walked by him and let Shakur just take his mic and was like, "I'm number one." And Shakur's like, "For now," and just like smiles at him and he's looking at him like he's food, which was just hilarious. Um, yeah, man. I, I listen. It sucked. Like, and everyone's throwing the word Robbie around, and like I, I was using it because like I feel like Loma won the fight. Like I just I don't. I'm like Loma won. Like I don't I don't know. I don't I don't need yeah. to slow it down. I don't need to go frame by frame. Because guess what? Like the judges aren't doing that. Like none of these judges have lazy. Like you think seven year old Dave Moretti or whatever the fuck his name is is like is has this like Neo Matrix like vision to watch these fights go? Like get the fuck out of here. Um. Like I, I don't know, man. I just like I thought he was again. I thought he was more active. I thought he was super aggressive. Uh, and I just thought he landed better shots. And to your point, like the combinations, like it wasn't just like one stiff punch. Um, I I still can't understand how all three judges were able to find four straight Look. four. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm on. Let let, let go, me go let go, let go, me. Go, what's go. what's that? What's that Woody meme where he's like, let him cook. <laughs> That's paused, on there. I, paused, I hit the pause button. Go 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 go. Uh, I was gonna say yeah, like. I, I can't understand where how all three judges were able to find four straight rounds for Devin in this fight. Like, I can't... Like, one judge gave him four through seven. Another judge gave him two through six. And, and I mean, Moretti, Moretti, gave, Moretti gave him seven to ten, and Moretti gave him five out of the six last rounds. How is that a thing? <laughs> like, Loma, 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 Loma was... Dominant's not the right word. But Loma clearly... Had, was 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 in control the second half of the fight. Whether it was three rounds, whether it was four, like there's no way Devin. Like how you give Devin five out of six rounds from six to twelve is or seven to twelve is insane. But I'm looking at that. I was like, how? I was like, this is a race. Basically, you gave him every swing around, which to me is just like. So you just were going in there. Like, you had to have been, that had to have been your like. You went in there with the mindset as a judge. If there's a close round, it's going to Devin. Like I just don't understand how. You could see Loma, Loma, being more active, throwing more punches, and you know, again, like the ring generalship, all those kind of intangible things that we got to hear jammed down our throat all all the time. Like none of that mattered in 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 the close rounds. Like they went they went to Devin because he threw a body punch. I I can't. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, that, that, that's that's my thing. Is like, yeah, the the body punches are awesome and they carry weight but yeah how can they how can like a solo body punch negate all of those other things it's nuts yeah it should it's it's not they're like and i know and i i i know ward was all about that i I feel like ward had ptsd from the first kovalev fight during this thing um which is what this really felt like minus a knockdown um i mean that was definitely more a little bit more of a robbery (laughs) than than this one but yeah it was nuts man i mean everybody 
and every listen, any everyone we're talking to, like in the arena, like forget all the fighters that like thought Lomachenko won, and now people are going back and saying they rewatched and like, all right, we didn't think it was Loma eight four, like okay, Loma seven five or a draw. Nobody is flipping it three rounds to Devin Haney won the fight. Like none of these people, all these like Twitter headlines, they're leaving out. It's all just clickbait to get these people to click on things. Um, but like all these fans we were walking around with, like. You know, and again, they're Haney fans. Like, there was a lot of like Haney fans that we were walking with that were like, "Yeah, like I like, yeah, I think Loma won the fight, but we're rooting for Dev. So, <laughs> what are you gonna do?" I'm like, "Hey, I get it, dude. Like, I'd be saying the same thing. Like, it is, you know, it just is what it is. Um, tough pill to swallow, and it's it's just a shame because, um, again, like, you know, Lo- Lo- like Loma wanted to unify. Like, he he went in there to unify the division. Nobody would unify with him at the other two rounds. Like. This whole like Loma privilege shit, like this, that's just race baiting on Twitter. Like, get over yourself. Like, so, somebody, I'll get. I'm, I'm willing. Anyone that's listening, like, I'll give you. I, I will give. I will come wherever you are and give you yeah. a free hug. I will give you a free hug. If, if, like, if, 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 if the the outcome of Loma Haney, if you feel is so based into into that type of thing, you need a hug in your life, and I will give it to you as long as you want. I'll even give you a quick tickle on the pickle I'm, if you need I'm, it. I'm not giving those people a hug. They can, they can, they, <laughs> it's they it's can, just so like it's so they obvious. They can wallow in their misery. That they're, well, even they're, like to, even like today, like the pound for pound comes out, and Devin's on it, which was this whole thing. Like, oh, Devin should be on it, and Loma's a ten, and people are freaking out. I don't know if you saw the tweet I said. I'm like, oh, it's so funny. Like, all these all these people telling fans not to be irrational over a close fight are the same ones that are now going nuts because Loma's on this fake list that means absolutely nothing, and it's just oh, like you just don't you just don't like him. Because of what, like you just you have you just have a certain stigma about him, and you don't like him, and like the fact that he's you don't even care that Devin's on the list. It's the fact that Loma's still there that now you're mad. It's just like, dude, get over it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm you know, nothing but champions, and he, his only losses are like by like a hair. Yeah, and it's it yeah, and again he's and again you showed he he was the much which, smaller fighter in this yeah. fight, which I mean that's what Devin told you. He's bigger, he's bigger, bigger, stronger guy. Like All I'm right, gonna make me, it look easy. Yeah, let me jump and, in here. Yeah, good. So back to the judges and the three three uh, people scoring it for for Devin and and the fans and everything agreeing with you. Uh, I I said it on my on my uh, video the morning after. I just feel like if you just took three random people, like off the Twitter sphere in the arena, whatever, it would be you'd be hard pressed to pick three random names of people out of a hat who watch watch the fight. And then all three, all three of their scorecards would be for Devin. Yeah. Like that's like it was just so bizarre that the three judges all had Devin when like probably ten percent of the scorecards were for Devin. Which uh, I agreed. I don't I and, and I want to stress this point too. I don't fault people who had Devin winning. Like people watching at home, I, I've had bad cards before. We when we do cards live, like you and I both. Like, you get lost in the sauce t- sometimes. Like, something catches your eye where, like, you totally, like, discount the volume that one guy did because somebody else did something that, like, had a loud pop or did something real nice or flashy or whatever. Yeah. And, like, you give a guy around who probably shouldn't have. Like, it, it happens. If you feel like you've gone too pro one guy for a while, you're like, all right, maybe maybe I, yeah, maybe I'm not being fair. Yeah, you have yeah. that. So people who had Devin 7-5, like, Look, it doesn't make me mad. I, I get it. Like, you, you had a round or two that, like, could have went either way, and you gave it to Devin for whatever reason you saw. Yeah. Like, that's not outlandish. I, I get – like, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. 
10, 15% of people who had that. Like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But for three people, all the three that counted to all have Devin is just bizarre. It was yeah. that the percentages are, are like not right. Like, so back to the word robbery, like, look, it, the whole like, you can't say the word robbery. Okay, number one, F off. You could say whatever the hell you want. If you, if you felt it was a robbery, it's a robbery. I, I don't think it was a robbery. I just think it was wrong. I just yeah. I, I said they're wrong. They, yeah, they're wrong. They just the got wrong it wrong. They yeah, got it wrong. wrong. I won. That's it. They yeah. got it wrong. It's yeah. The, it, Loma won that fight, and it was pretty. And it's, oh well, you know your your bias is kicking in, and you got to watch it without the commentary. <laughs> Maybe you do. <laughs> it's like yeah, no. Like well, because now I, and you know what's funny. I know what I I watch boxing. Every yeah. week, I know and within, what I saw. And, and now, but now, but also, like, now that people, when people that are saying to do all those things, you're now doing it with the mindset of, oh, let me find, let me find why I should give Devin this round. Like, you're already going in there with a bias because you now yeah. want me to rewatch it thinking, I need to find, I need to find, I need to find a reason to give a round to Devin versus yeah. Loma. Like, that's also what you're doing. Hey, yeah, listen, when we goof up cards, like, if we have bad cards, I, I'm sorry. It's never because of the commentary, and it's never no. because of the crowd noise. The only, the only, the only thing that ever influences me on a scorecard is sometimes if like fucking Coppinger has like the same scorecard as me, and I'm like, well, fuck, I hate this guy, so I'm just gonna start fucking doing the opposite of him because I hate him so much. <laughs> or Manix, and we're like, <laughs> well, Manix had a day four long, so we're, 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 we're always opposite Manix. <laughs> we're gonna give him it? a, we're gonna give him a pass on this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude, uh, and again, it just sucked because like I felt like he, I felt like he did enough to win this whole thing. Oh, you gotta take it from the champ. Like I, I sorry, like Haney, I, I just, if you're gonna say Lomo was slow and inactive early, like I, I just that that was that was basically Devin's pace the entire fight. So I don't know where you think Devin was all that active. Um, At best, they were even pace. At best, <sighs> uh, yeah, I guess sure if you want to say that. Um, like on a round by round basis, like. Yeah, I. Yeah, it was tough. Um, and again, like it, it was just it was. You gotta like, remember, you gotta read these as twelve individual rounds. Yeah, no shit. I did. I yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, like no shit, man. Um, yeah, uh, it it sucks. Again, we're like you know, and obviously we're Loma fan, but we don't we don't dislike Devin. Like again, I don't blame Devin. Devin's not I, the fucking judge. And like I did, I did want to follow up with that. Go ahead though, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say like I like uh, you know like I like for me like the Lopez. And I, I, I felt like I felt like we were straight when when he fought Lopez in the bubble, which he should have he should have just canceled it with if his shoulder was really hurt. That so like fuck, he yeah. You know, I, I just wish he wouldn't have done that. But anyway, like you were you were hoping when they read the cards that the judges like were giving him the back half of the fight where he was. I thought even the Lopez fight, I thought he I thought he pretty much swept the back half except for round twelve. Like I. I don't even think that was a bias. I thought when Loma started fighting seven, like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, I thought Loma won all those rounds. I really, like, I truly did. I had to talk myself into giving him this one, one of the early rounds because Andre Ward did, and I was like, yeah, all right, like I can see that. Uh, and then Tio clearly won the twelfth. And of the mindset of, well, a close swing round is going to go to Loma because he's the champ. It's not going to matter that you know, like L- Lopez was coming forward and was the aggressor early. But that didn't matter in that fight. <laughs> like I get it, maybe it was an extreme because Loma wasn't throwing any punches early. But, like, that certainly did not apply to Lomachenko in the back half of the Lopez fight. But, like, with this one, like, I just felt... And, again, that was like, oh, come on. Like, just just, just, just say you gave him those back half rounds so we can have a draw and have a rematch. Like, this one, I just... 
I felt like he won. And I, I, I felt I, you know, I just, I felt so good. And it was like, fuck, like, I can't, I, I don't even know how that happened. So go ahead. Um, and, and it didn't, this part didn't really hit me until today. So I'm a little bit glad that we did the pot a little bit later, but like, as, as also Devin Haney fans, like I'm actually really proud of him. Like the guy, like, uh, all these fighters, you just want them to take on challenges, right? And yeah. like, like he he hasn't taken on a bad fight in a long time. No. Like every since Gamba, like, since Gamba. And it, well, you know what? To be fair, even the even the even some of the ones he did is because nobody would fight him. Right, like like the JoJo Diaz's. He fought and, he fought JoJo Diaz because Ryan Garcia punked out and wouldn't didn't he was Ryan Garcia was his mandatory and yeah chose not to fight him. So then JoJo JoJo stepped into. The Fortuna fight, and uh, and he became the man. And Jojo Diaz, as, as much as I make fun of him and, and you for <laughs> calling you a super fan, like immediately when he became a mandatory, he was like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. like Devin, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm just proud of him. He just, he doesn't shy. He's not shying away from the big, the big fights. Um, he's only like what 24 years old. Yeah, he's got, he's got all the belts at 135. He went in. To Cambosis's back, he, he, as a free agent, he wanted the belts. Switched yep. promotion, signed on for three, three fights. Three fights. Yep. Basically, knowing that I need to beat Cambosis twice, and I know they're going to put me up against their golden boy Lomachenko, and I got to go beat him too, probably in Las Vegas. Yeah. And that, and then I'll have the three fights, and then I'll at least have a pretty good legacy at 135, and then I'll decide if I want to stay or move up to 140. Like, yeah, listen, and match room, that's and pretty like, awesome, like. That's yeah, and like, I mean, awesome. and Matchroom threw him a bunch of money. So like, where listen, like, is he making? And I, I don't know what any of these guys really make to be honest. With you. Like, who uh, the how the back end works and all this stuff. I saw that. I saw he made four million for this fight with Loma. Loma, Loma's Loma's minimum is three million. So I, I knew that going into it. Um, or three and a half. I think, I think a half mil went to Devin. Um, I think they like they came down on that to give him more cash. But like, okay, like, is he making? It, Tank might be making more money, but like. Devin's still making very good money. I mean, and people that are acting like that, oh my God, like top rank fucking forced him into some Andy Dufresne type of situation for God's sakes. Um, like Devin probably, I bet you Devin clears over $12 million in the three fights between both Cambosis fights and Lomachenko. Probably, I bet you, I bet you 12 million bucks yeah. in just guaranteed money. Like forget, I don't know how they're pay all the pay-per-view stuff and all that stuff's going to work out, but like, 12 million, 12 million bucks, even if it's only 12, I mean, those Cambosis fights were goddamn cakewalks. Like, I, the fact that he had to go to Australia, hey, listen, there's, you, you, you run the risk of, like, corruption by going into the guy's backyard, corruption. but, like, and, I mean, look, Cambosis is game. Uh, uh, yeah, he's now, game, yeah, but, like, forget, H- like, Haney's, I, yeah. Haney's way better than him, but Cambosis is, oh, yeah, I'm not game. saying it's a life, I'm not saying it's a life fight, I'm just saying, that's, an, uh, that's a I fight where, I thought you where, just said it was a cakewalk. No, well, for him because like he doesn't for his style like he didn't have to he didn't have to take he wasn't going to take much damage in those fights the way the defense that with the defensive style he does with the jab and Cambosis. and then he fights Loma. I'm just saying like he fought again he he 
but that was he fought the Cambosis thing was more to get the belts, which was awesome. Um, but he made, you know, I mean, he made twelve. Probably, I bet you he made twelve, fifteen million dollars. Like the fact people were acting like Top Rank made him basically fight three fights for a million bucks and all this stuff. It's like, no, no, like that. De- Devin was. I we can find the tweet. The tweet where Devin was screaming, "I'll take Loma's deal" before Loma even had to back out of it for the, you know, to go back to the Ukraine. Right. Like right. he wanted. Like no, no, no. He was t- he was telling he was trying to get his people to make that fight, and they weren't willing to lose money on that fight because ultimately they, people knew that fight would lose money. And top rank, so he signed. That's why he did that. Like that, like Which they give him credit for. Yeah, like, and they know, like, like again, he's like Bill willing to go into free agency and be like, you yeah. know what? I, I want the belts yeah. and I want the legacy. We'll make the money work, however it works. And then we'll, yeah, and then we'll, yeah, we'll we'll make ourselves marketable. And like, listen, like we don't have, yeah, we don't have to fight a bunch of tomato cans. You know, like fifteen straight fights and not fighting contenders. You know, and I'm not shitting on Tank. Like I. I it's a boxing's business, which obviously Loma learned this weekend. Like boxing is a business. I have no problem with the way tanks they've set up fights for him to build up his, you know, his stardom, his purse bids, and all that shit. But like, you know, I mean, Bill Haney's been doing it the right way with his kid. And guess what? Like, they've got a lot of money, and now they're, you know, they're an undisputed champion. This and that. Like, he's in the history books. Like, Tank, you know, Tank's a star. But like, if he doesn't rack up titles and continue to have big fights. When you come down to it, and you know they're when they're you know like like our boy Uchrud who's not in the Chronicles anywhere, Lord Alfred's on you know Alfred's in the Chronicles like Uchrud's not like Devin Haney is in the Chronicles as undisputed lightweight champion like Tank Davis is not so great reference. Good I'm just job. saying, I'm just saying. And again, there is no question who the bigger star is. I'm just saying from a from a resume standpoint, and again from the legacy standpoint, like. Haney's already got a bunch of that done. He's only 24. Like, I, I feel like Tank still needs to, like, Tank. I, I agree with you. To be in the box. And like, we know how good Tank is, but he has to show it against high-level guys. And Garcia, while Garcia was, is a, was a dangerous opponent, Garcia is not a high-level. Like, he's still a work in progress. Like, he needs to, we, we, we need to see Tank against Haney or Shakur at 135 for me to be like, Heck, yeah. Heck, Loma. Yeah, or well, yeah. I mean, yeah, and Loma, but like again, Loma, Loma's older now, so like to me, I, I, even that would be ah, okay. But yeah, you're right. Um, all right, you know, and even oh, Frank Martin, still, any of the top four, even five. Frank Martin, I guess I would put him in there, like because I, I kind of like Frank Martin now. Um, like I just, I, I know how good Tank is, but I need to see him do it against a top level, like a chess yeah. match like that. On paper, Hank's like, their Tank's like, uh, top one or two, but like. There's a difference of on paper and actually doing it. Correct. Yeah, and I just I want to see him do that against a high a high like again Garcia was dangerous, but he wasn't a high level boxer like these other guys are. Right. Uh, and listen, I I think Tank I think Tank probably beats I I think he beats Haney. I he think might he beat them all. Yeah, I think yeah I think he beats Lomit. The only guy that I'm not gonna say Tank's gonna I I just don't think anyone beats I I think I don't, I don't just, think anybody beats Shakur either, but Tank might. I just think Shakur is too smart because Shakur already basically said it in an interview a few weeks ago. He's like, he's like, yeah, like, I'm not giving away game plans, but these guys all make a mistake trying to show too much heart against Tank, which is basically Shakur saying, why, why are you going in there and trading with him? Like he wants you, like you're, ba- you, you just, you let him do what he wants to do because you think you have to get in a firefight with him. Like, like Shakur is not going to let him do that to him. Like at least, well, until you're in the ring, you don't know, right? But at least Shakur mentally has the right attitude of. Yeah, like I, I don't need to do that. Like I'm gonna, he's he's gonna come to me. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm taller. I got the longer reach. Like you're gonna come to me, my man. So, so we'll see. By the way, um, Dallas, Dallas Stars just scoring overtime. Uh, oh, we're not gonna West, get, we're not gonna get a sweep. Western, yeah, no sweep. Western yeah. Conference Finals goes on. Nice. All right, anyway, 
Um, um yeah, from here, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It sucks. Uh, I just, yeah, again, I, the fact that, you know, I, I feel like, and, and every, I, I don't want to see a rematch because like, again, this is, this is to me, this is like Charlo Castagna all over again. Like to me, Loma fought the perfect fight against Devin based on where they are. And like, to me, like Haney, Haney has the upper hand in making all the adjustments just like Charlo. Like I, I didn't think Charlo Castagna too. I thought Charlo Castagna too went exactly how I thought it was going to go. I was like, yeah, yeah. Charlo's going to adjust and do X, Y, Z, and he's probably going to stop him. And that's exactly what he did. Like, I don't know that, I don't know that Haney would stop Loma, but I think he actually would win like a four in a rematch. So that's why again, that, and that's why it's got like, you know, when we use the word robbery, it's like, this was it. Like, even if they rematch, it's like Loma did everything he needed to do. And now even, and a lot that makes Loma special is he does these unique things and his footwork is so good. But once you've seen it once, like, you know, you get your, it's not like that part of the mystique goes away. So, um, you know, I mean, if he was going to, if he gave him a, I mean, Devin might want to, Devin, like next for Haney, like, I, you know, maybe he wants to, maybe I'll give him a rematch. Be like, you know, F all these people saying that I didn't win this fight. I'll, you know, he'll, he'll pull a Floyd. Like, Floyd, you know, there's a couple of controversial losses that Floyd had. Like, he rematched him and beat, beat him bad. Maybe he'll do that. I I don't think that's likely. Um, I see no way that him and Tank fight, to be honest with you, either. Because, like, Devin's already... I, I feel like there's too much bravado between those two. Where, like, Devin's already said... It, n- no chance like we're not we're not doing we're not doing a rehydration clause absolutely not like you know you can you can you can be the star all you want I, I i'm not doing that um and devin's got the four belts which he's like cool like you, you can sell all the pay-per-views i got the belts this and that like i i feel like contract i feel like they're negotiating unless 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 they just wanted to cash out right like the haney's unless they were like fuck it we'll do everything he says if we win we win we lose we lose but we're gonna get 15 million bucks for this fight so let's just do it I, I just don't see Bill like I I like I really like Bill Haney. I, he's a cornball with some of his because again they're like they try to do certain things that they're not and like just you can you guys can be you and like you can still be successful. Um, I don't think they're gonna do that. So I don't like to me Tank's not a, a realistic option. I don't think he's going into Shakur. I think he'll wait until uh, they're at a bigger weight for Stevenson. I, I think that that'll be something more likely at 140. Maybe you'll see those guys fight. I think it's likely that he vacates the titles and. Um, I'd like to see him. Most people think he's going back to Matchroom because that's just he just had they have that working relationship with Eddie Hearn. I would like to see him hold on to the belts until after, which he will anyway because it's only a couple of weeks. The WBO has a clause where if you have their title at the lower weight, if you step, if you move up in weight, you automatically become the number one contender. So he 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 can become the number one contender for the winner of Josh Taylor Tiafimo. And to me, that's that's a juicy fight for them because they're moving up in weight. Now, and this whole thing about oh, have a have a have a fight at 140 to get acclimated to the weight. I, I don't know how how much of a difference that makes for a guy like Devin. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'll tell you what, I don't know who he can get with, um, but he if he can go get Raleigh's belt as as like a like a <laughs> as a light touch and and get a belt in the process and yeah, to true. get used to the weight class. And then go fight the winner of of um, Josh Taylor and Tio. Well, that's just not as easy to make at that point. So this is where I'm going with this. You okay, say yeah. that, but Canobio hinted that maybe Devin signs with uh, um, Matchroom. No, no, he said 
a prominent YouTuber, and he was... He oh, was Jake in, Paul. Jake Paul. And Jake Paul has fought on every one of those networks. Yeah. So you, you know you know he has, he has like, friendly contacts mm-hmm. with all of them. So if if they could do, like, sign big contracts for Devin to go fight, uh, like, Raleigh, and then take Raleigh's belt, and then go try and consolidate with, uh, <laughs> like, unify with... with uh, Either Tio or, or um, uh, <laughs> can you, what's his name? Can you imagine rally fight? Oh my God, Jesus! I mean, that's that's an easy first step for Devin to go up and. and oh no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, 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 rally couldn't even stay on balance against that against that 40 year old guy who you, they 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 legitimately stole stole the fight from. Like that. Imagine Devin like just technically just like laying traps for that fucking guy. Oh my god, be ridiculous. Why are there I the I, I think Mannix, I was listening to Mannix's podcast. Uh don't be surprised if it's Garcia um Raleigh next for the title. I know that one Yeah, that would be a good one. There's this one guy there's this one guy um who's the mandatory for that belt who has been tweet anytime anyone's hinting at possibly Raleigh versus um, Ryan Garcia, this guy immediately quote tweets it and says, get in line. I'm next. I'm not stepping aside, uh, which I wouldn't either because I, he, who, who's not beating Raleigh, right, at this point? So I, I the easy money to get a, to get that title off of him. But like, so they, Mannix was talking about, um, for, you know, Ryan Garcia, very winnable fight for him against Raleigh. If he were to win that belt, Haney then fights the winner of Tio Taylor, then you have you could potentially in early 2024 have a title unification between Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney, which is just a huge fight out yeah. in Vegas. Um, actually, I, that that would act, that would be a good one to put. Out. Yeah, maybe I would put that in Oracle. Actually, see how Haney does. Like, because oh. you're still the you're still on the West Coast with Ryan, but like you're kind of giving Haney at least a little bit. Like, okay, we're not doing it. We're not going to do it in Oakland, but we're going to do it in the Bay. Pretty like like kind of like a homecoming thing. Yeah, I think you could sell that fight really well um between those two guys i just think 140 is like what he'll do i just again like i just i don't see why he would rematch loma um yeah i don't think he would either i i just doesn't it doesn't like why like you got the win now like why again the same thing with tio like well maybe i'll learn from tio that 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 was that was tio's path to money and actually getting to where he wanted to get to um was Staying with top, not not trying to be smarter than top rank, and thinking they knew they knew the business. Fighting Cambosis under the top rank banner, and then they had it perfectly set up after Loma dis, just completely dismantled Nakatani for Loma To two over like the Saudi Saudi was ready to throw big money at that fight, and then you know they dropped the bag thinking they were smarter than everybody. So I don't know, maybe Haney would do that um, for Loma man. Like I I don't know like I. He he said in the ring after the fight he was like he's like you know I I'm in shape now and listen like he looked he looked obviously again like that's why I kind of was like everyone that's like th- looking at this Jermaine Ortiz fight as like what Loma is now I, I feel is kind of silly uh, because he looked so spectacular in the two fights before and I'm like you know between like what was going on in the Ukraine and again maybe just Jermaine Ortiz just kind of was just very familiar with him because they sparred together for so long. Um, he was like, "Yeah, like I'll I'll see you next time." Basically, I think I feel like he was insinuating that, "Yeah, like I I can still go." Um, I don't know, man. I I wouldn't fight Shakur only because what's the point? Like, you know, he, he he's not gonna get a decision. So, and I just don't think he's got the I don't think he's got the power against these younger guys that don't have as many miles on them and are a little bit more durable 
to stop them the way he was able to do against, you know, the first couple guys he fought at lightweight who weren't, I mean, they weren't over the hill, but at least those are guys that, you know, they're not, they're not 24 years old who, who can build up, you know, who can take, you know, flurries of punches and stuff like that. Um, I, I would honestly, if I were him, I'd, I'd move down to 130. Like, I maybe you can't get undisputed, but there's good fights there. You could fight the winner of uh, Valdez and Navarrete. Like, can you imagine? Like, I mean, Jesus, we're 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 going front row for Loma Navarrete if that's oh, a fight. You know what I mean? Um, who do you think you think Loma will win that fight? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would just move back down to 130. And see what. Yeah. Like see yeah. what happens. Like see what happens. Like I listen. The belts. The, the the issue with that is the belts are fractured. So like PBC's got two, Matchroom's got one, and then um, Top Rank's got Top Rank has one. But like you know, like when you know you could that's that's a that's a high pro- I, to me like Lo, like Loma Valdez or Loma Navarrete. It's not as big as Stevenson, obviously, but still a big fight. Like you win a title, and who knows, maybe. You know, maybe maybe you could. They they've worked with Matcher before. It's not like it's an un. You know, it's not like it's an un. Um, I can't think of the word. I'm not to say. not makeable fight. Yeah, like over there, like PBC would be harder. Um, I think Shaq Foster. I think that's I think that's his last name. Um, the guy who beat Ray Vargas. Yeah. Um, like I to me like I don't know what their motivation would be to do that. And the other one thirty belt is obviously um, what do I what do I always call him? Hector Luis Garcia. <laughs> Uh, the guy who tanked his beat, he's yeah. got the other belt. Like those are winnable fights. Like I know, I know Garcia's got some power, but like, you know, it would be winnable fight. And that's his net. Listen, he's a, he's he's a natural one twenty six, one thirty pounder. So, you know, maybe his maybe some of his power would just translate better down at that weight class against guys like that. So probably, I probably would, I wouldn't yeah. fight Steve. I I would just say fuck it. Like I you know whatever. Like I just I just I just you know I, I took the challenge again to fight. You know I'm fighting. I fought Haney. I didn't get you know, and I I don't get the I, I didn't get the benefit of the doubt in the scorecards. Like why 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 just go fight Shakur and do the same? And now Shakur yeah. would probably beat him anyway because I just think Shakur's too good at this point in time. But yeah. if you're alone, like why? Like what? And what's the challenge? Even if it's for a vacated title at 135, like who cares? Like once those belts fracture at 135, like it's gonna be the same thing. They're gonna go all over the place. Um, you know, the only other thing I would maybe think about is Cambosis is fighting somebody. He signed with Top Rank recently like okay. a couple of days ago actually he was in vegas um i really i wanted to get a picture with that guy because that guy's fucking hilarious um he's fighting somebody he may become like the ibf mandatory if he wins in july and then may like you can maybe do a title fight with him and then a unification with steve it's i don't know like i just i would just go down and wait i would just say f it and just go back down you tried like you know you got three of the belts you got close you know you got, you know, you had some, you had some tough calls on the scorecards. Uh, you know, go back down to your natural weight class and see what's what, and then, you know, right off, you know, he's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer anyway. So, um, that's just that's that's what I would do. And I, I will say this whole, because I've heard this a few times, uh, and Steve Kim on that three knockdown rule said, I don't know if you had, did you end up listening to that podcast? I did. You know, the fact that some of these guys, you know, that have such a strong amateur background and you know, they, they still view boxing as a sport and not a business. I, I think that hurts Loma sometimes where he doesn't realize, like, you know, the style and the clean headshots might not necessarily register with American judges the way it does in the amateurs, which I, I don't I don't think that's necessarily fair if that is actually how some of that's looked at. Um, but they just, you know, they're they're looking at, you know, the, they're, the 
just the way the amateur he's got such a strong amateur pedigree like i don't know if has he ever fully kind of transitioned to the program like body work and i mean he goes to the body not a ton um he he used to not not really not as, as much, much yeah not as much now yeah, yeah he's he's going for cleaner headshots um yeah i don't know i don't know it sucks um like i said any 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 anybody that wants to watch uh you know watch watch rewatch the fight again in point eight 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 you know speed and all these things you know feel 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 free to let me know um this and is, i can just look. this is this is this is my this is this is my comment and my challenge to people who need to go back and rewatch this in slow mo with 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 no commentary and the lights off and upside down watch the 12th round first and work your way back to the first round yeah I, this is my challenge for you guys when you're done watching this fight, put on the JFK assassination and, <laughs> and, and let me know if there was two 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 shooters. All right, like, watch, <laughs> tell me if you can find Haney winning this fight, and then let me let me know if there was two shooters in the JFK assassination, and we will, uh, you know, we'll we'll solve we'll do two birds one stone. <laughs> it it got so bad to the. I told you to. I told you this earlier. It got so bad uh, with this nonsense of rewatching the fight. That a legitimate person, like this, I think this is somebody with a decent amount of followers, basically talked themselves into Loma actually did lose the tenth round, and Moretti had it right. Like I'm like at that point, I'm like, all right, now, now, now I know that Loma won the fight. When that's what we're doing, we're at that point where we're saying that this round that Loma clearly won, he didn't win. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. You've lost all credibility, sir. Um. All right. Well, look, we're 108 minutes in. Or 108. We're we're an hour and eight minutes in. Um, I don't care. Let's just this is this is this is this is twenty thousand episodes. So let's just keep fucking rolling. I, I, I'm just saying. Let's uh, before we move on from boxing. I missed you, buddy. Apparently, you out there. apparently Spence Crawford's happening. Apparently, it's happening. It's happening. It uh, our friend of the pod, Teddy. Uh, July twenty eighth. Messaged us yesterday. July twenty ninth. He messaged us yesterday, and we both just kind of laughed it off. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we've been hearing that. Whatever. And then yeah. Ter- and then I then I open up Instagram and Terrence Crawford's got I saw this weird like like single picture on my feed of like Terrence Crawford like in tights with a trident. I'm like, that's odd. And then I clicked on his actual like handle and it was one of those where it's like nine the nine tile kind of uploads. And it was him with the shark, which is the that's Errol Spence's thing, the big fish, the shark. I'm like, oh shit, this actually might be real. And then Spence posts a picture of that T-shirt that he's got of the shark knocking on the doors, and the TC door had a hand coming out to shake. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my god!" And then they all posted messages today in Showtime. So yeah, man, T-Mobile Arena, July 29th. Uh, Spence Crawford. Four four days after we get my the fight that I'm most looking forward to, Fulton in a way. Uh, which is gonna be Four great. Days? Oh yeah, because it's a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's a Tuesday morning fight. Oh man. Because um, it's in Japan. Um, yeah. Initial. My my. Here's my initial. Oh, first and so what? Per Coppinger, um, a turtleneck looking nerd. Um, it's it's a both guys. It's are both guys are getting a guaranteed eight figure purse now, which is funny because wasn't 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 that the whole thing of what uh, back in November that you know Crawford was ridiculous Craw- to Crawford ask yeah for. Crawford Crawford wasn't negotiating in good faith because nobody does guarantees anymore and yet Matt magically after Tank and Ryan makes a ton of money now now magically this guarantee is here <laughs> 
Um, mm. Good on. That's why I never get mad. I keep saying I don't want to, um, and I'll be quick with this. I never get mad at Crawford for when he makes the crowd the comment that he doesn't need Errol Spence because people just don't 100%. know. People, people just take that the wrong way. It's he's just he. It, that's Crawford saying I don't need to take some shit deal. Like I, I don't like he needs me. I, I have I've already done I've done all these things I'm I've been undisputed I'm I've been number one pound for pound for five years like I'm a bad I'm a bad man I like like you need to come to me because you're you're the one who's making up all the excuses about siding the street this and that you need me to get in the Hall of Fame I don't need you so I don't need to just take whatever Which dog shit I 100% subscribe to by the way I do too I, I never Hall of Fame but like like Crawford's resume. Crawford's I'd ra- I'd rather have Crawford's legacy than Errol Spence's right now. At the moment, yeah, listen, Craw- listen, Craw- Crawford is f- all the guys at PBC. Crawford has fought at welterweight. He's also he's also been, he's also been better than all. Like it's not it's not like any of those were ri- outside of Sean Porter. Um I, I just none of the, to me none of those were risks. Like Danny Garcia, well, first of all, Danny Garcia everyone makes a big Danny Garcia never ever be, never even beat anybody any good at 147. Ugas, I never I know I know you got on the Ugas tear there for a couple weeks. You you were that's when you were like, you know, kicking back a little too much every night. But like Ugas I never saw as a super uh, uh great story, by the way. I'm not shitting on Ugas at all. But like I he just I just didn't see how he was beating Errol Spence. And like like I I don't, I don't know, like, even, like again, he beat, his best win probably was, again, when he was the underdog against Kel Brook when he beat him in the UK, but, like, the biggest name at PBC at 147 was, you know, at one time was Keith Thurman, and those two didn't fight, and that was probably, that was more Thurman's fault than Errol Spence's, but, like, that was the big test on that side of the street, and it didn't fight. Yeah, I, listen, has Crawford fought a ton of great welterweights? No, but he's fought, he's, you know, he's, he hasn't, to me, I don't think Crawford, outside of Evanesian, who hit hard, but he probably wasn't that great, like, He's fighting. The, he's fighting the guys that are there, and he's and he's he is demolishing them. Like he's not going to a twelve round decision. Like he would stop. The, I, I still think he would stop Danny Garcia. Like he's not going the distance with these guys. He's stopping them. Um. So yeah. So I never. I know. I know a lot of people are like we're hating on like hate. We're hating, even like you know guys that we get along with and like really respect uh, in in boxing media getting on him for that comment. I'm like I I just disagree. Like he doesn't. He doesn't. Like some people might think. Like Devin Haney needed. To take that dog shit, you know, dog shit. He needed to take less money to go fight Cambosis because nobody, he couldn't get a big fight. Nobody would fight him because they didn't have to. So he he had to go do that. Like Terrence Crawford didn't need to do it. Um, but now they're getting eight million guarantees. There's a bilateral rematch clause. So now both both guys, whichever guys, whichever guy loses, can activate the rematch clause. Before it was only going to be Errol Spence if Errol Spence lost. He could activate the rematch clause. Now it's a bilateral rematch clause. So you know, we more than likely, I assume, we're probably going to see a second fight. I, unless Spence is just unless Spence loses and it's just like I can't make the weight. I'm gonna you know fuck it. I'm I'm gonna move up. Um, maybe even a trilogy. Who knows? First reaction. I, I'm gonna pick Crawford to win, but after seeing what we saw on Saturday, he's gonna have to stop him. To win, I zero, he he no chance he can leave that up to the scorecards, none. Your thoughts, Crawford. Ninth round, <laughs> KO. 
Uh, you almost, you were almost on the money in that Loma 11th round stoppage. It almost happened. Oh, we didn't, I can't believe we forgot to mention, like, with all the, with all the ridiculousness going on with the score. I said, I said Loma, oh, that was, that was as the fight approaches. I switched from Loma split decision to Loma 11th round. 11th round stoppage. But we also didn't talk about, uh, kind of funny how all these people are rewatching the fight. Not one person outside of us is like, are we sure maybe Loma shouldn't have got a 10-8th? Uh, in the 11 when he outlanded Devin 20 to 2 <laughs> when he landed 20 20 punches and Devin landed 2 and he had Devin like he, he you know he had him staggered multiple times in that round but hey yeah. I mean who's you know Mar- Moretti gave a Moretti gave a 10-10 in the Garcia Tank fight when Tank fucking crushed his ass with that right hand in the face that dropped him but you know you know there's no corrupt judges in boxing um yeah man uh I it, it's going to be exciting again I I just you know He's gonna have to stop him. I, I there's and uh, just I don't. There's no way he can leave that up to chance because style points aren't gonna matter depending on who these uh, who these judges are. So um, that's gonna be exciting. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get squirrely. I'm I'm I was planning on going out to Newport Beach. I probably need to book that soon. Um, like that Monday. So who knows? Maybe 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 quick uh, quick pit stop in Vegas again. We, we we seriously got to start talking about that, yeah. <laughs> Are we going to go back? We got to go back. Did I send you that? Did, go back. did I send you that? Oh, yeah. No, I sent it to my buddies that I went to the fight with. I oh, sent him the jack. Be- I, uh, did I? Yeah, the jack. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go back. Uh, um, I know real quick what else was announced. Uh, Better be of uh, Calum Smith was announced. It's going to be in Quebec. I forget the date. Um, that's that is a low, That's a low-key awesome fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm as a as a better BF fan. I'm a little nervous about that fight. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Little bit, little bit. Um, Callum Smith, Callum Smith has looked live fucking, dog, live dog. He has looked fucking tremendous at 175, putting people to sleep. Um, tremendous. And uh, Usyk, it look, it seems like Usyk uh, Dubois is going down because they had the purse, uh, they had the purse bids today. Um. It looks like that's going to be in they're going to hold. Yeah, in Poland, which is that the closest place to Ukraine, I guess, that they could put it? I, I think it is. Okay. Um yeah, cuz cuz their Usyk's promotions won the fight. Yeah. Cuz they put they put they yeah, they they put in the purse bid uh, for like 8 million bucks. Um I don't see Usyk struggling with Dubois all that much. That now that would that to me that would be like Tyson Tyson Buster Douglas type of upset. If yeah. Dubois would have beat Usyk Yes, agree. Um, I think that's it in boxing. Yeah, that's Fun. that's it. That was yeah. a good time. All right, we going no. to the garden? We going to the garden? <sighs> Maybe. Why not? Come hang out. You've not been down I, here in a I, while. I, I kind of really, really, really want to actually. Just come, come. Yeah, why not? Make a weekend out of it. Come, I, come hang I, out. I may. I'll cook you. I'll cook you a burger. You don't have to give me COVID. You know, we can have a we can have a good time. I bring my wife. Yeah, we'll get a cheap. We'll get cheap. They're they're going for like with with fees. The tickets for the Hulu theater, the house that Tia built, are like a hundred and four bucks. The cheapest ticket's one hundred and four right now with fees. I feel like I feel like by the time we get to like What's the week the of the fight, that? what's that? What's the date on that? June Saturday, June tenth. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you. So know. a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, make 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 a little spa day out of it. Wait a minute, the tenth. Yeah, June tenth. Uh, you don't have anything going on. Stop uh, it. Um. Yeah. No, okay. Anyway. Um. Hey. Look. I'm Drew. I'm gonna make this call on the fly. 
Do it. Let's let's just let's just pretty much punt the other other sports in like three minutes or less, just because we've made it this long. <laughs> Do you actually have a you have a you have a NASCAR? I, 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 it's gonna be like the NASCAR thirty seconds instead. Well, let's of, uh, let's well take your take your full minute. We'll we'll fast track the other shit. Uh, everybody's favorite minute minute podcasting. podcasting. The NASCAR pit stop in three, two, one, go. So last week was the All Star race. We didn't bet. It was a snooze fest. This week is the Coca Cola six hundred iconic race down in Charlotte. Uh, it's going to take for forever all day. That's fine. We are minus 26 on the year going into it. Our picks for this race are Kyle Larson at plus 450, William Byron at plus 600, Chase Elliott plus 900, Kyle Busch at plus 1100. Need some wins. That's it. Sweet. I love it. Uh, hockey. Uh, so just like we said... Um, the Panthers sweep the Hurricanes, and Dallas is on the brink of, of collapse. They're, now they're they're losing three one instead of three zero to the Vegas Knights. So just just like I said, the Vegas Knights versus uh, the Car- the Florida Panthers. So yeah, um, <laughs> tons of games are going to overtime. I've missed a bunch of them because my cable went out. Um, Keith Kuchuk is just clutch. I. I'm still amazed that they were able to get him um, when they did just because he was young and going into his prime. And I know they gave up talent to get him, but still, I was just like, I thought that was a good move by them. Um, And, yeah, uh, Vegas just ever since they came in the league, seems like every year they have a shot to make it this far, and now they're on the brink of entering the cup again. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll stop there. Like I said, we, we've gone on on sports. Um, any couple comments on the NBA before we move on? Um, I guess the Lakers got swept. So there goes our merch. That was, uh, yeah, that was the thing. I, 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 I go, I go to Vegas and like Jamal Murray is like on steroids for like two games. Uh, and then I come back and he's missing threes left and right. Uh, no, no, that I mean, Hey, kudos to Denver. Uh, we'll talk, we'll get more into it. Uh, we'll probably, uh, who knows? I mean, I, I think we might actually have to do the two-for-one on Monday because uh, I think that uh, – I think Boston actually takes this thing seven. So wow. uh, Boston Boston won. We're recording Thursday. Boston won tonight. So de- de- demolished Miami, which I thought was going to happen. Uh, Gabe Vincent, I, he might be out for the series, which that's a big deal. That's not like – first off, Miami's running out of guys to play. <laughs> <laughs> like they, I would say that doesn't matter, but the way he's played this series, it's oh, he's, he's averaging he's averaging seventeen and a half points a game. Like he and he, he spreads the floor. He's a playmaker, but again, like they're just running out of guys. You know what I mean? Like they've already lost yeah. Hero. They've lost Oladipo, which that's actually probably why they're here because those are two minus guys in my opinion. But like losing gave Vincent hurt because now you got to play now you got to play Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry heavy minutes, uh, which feeds into Boston. So. Uh, if Average Al is part of the greatest comeback in NBA history, I'm probably gonna vomit a ton. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get we'll get into the, to the dirty details uh, of that bold prediction. I'm gonna say Boston does it. They come back and they end up winning the next two and go to the finals. What say you? What? Yeah, what say no you? Way. I'm saying the Heat take. You going with buckets? Yep. All right. Um, and I, I don't have a ton to say on the like, outside us in Denver. Uh, the Denver Denver uh, Twitter has been came at me hard 
uh, hard. I deserved it, except for uh, this the Denver radio host who blocked me like a child uh, because I I talked ill of his sports team. And then I lived rent free in that guy's head for a week. He then came and he came. He then at, he either wrote down my Twitter handle or like screenshotted me. Came back and unblocked me after they went up three zero and started talking trash. And I was like, I was like, I hope that you mentioned me on your show that you've been thinking about me for the last week. That that, that, that and this is like an old ass man. Like I'm, I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, but this guy looks like he's like fifty five. Like this to, for this guy to have like act like mentally made a note like uh, that. I was like, I was like, man, what kind of cornball are you? <laughs> I was like, guys, have I really been living rent free in your head? And I'm just, I just tipped my all the people I was talking trash to. I like, I sent them all to Wayne's World. We're not worthy. I was like, I didn't think Jamal Murray could play consistent basketball for you know four straight games. I didn't think Denver could shoot fifty percent from the field, which is what you need to do against the Lakers, who are going to shoot way more free throws and be allowed to be more physical. And uh, you know, the Lakers flop crew whistles magically seem to disappear for those guys. So it is what it is. Uh, and LeBron, obviously, again, just a genius, absolute genius. He hints at retirement after uh, the loss so that that's now, that's now dominates the conversation. And so he's like the talk of the league and um, thinking that will get people to not talk about them being swept. Not that it matters. Like, who cares? But like in his head, it's like, yeah, I gotta. I don't want that to be the conversation that you know my team just got swept. So I'm gonna hint that I'm gonna retire, even though I've been saying for the last two years I'm gonna wait for my son and all this nonsense. So he's a genius. I I, I, I love I love it. My my favorite thing about him is just how calculating he is. It's it's tremendous without fail. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. On that note, I guess. I guess this, we'll do a quick parlay. We we lost last week uh, based on um, Lakers. Lakers, yeah, that's yeah, right. fucking Lakers. Uh, can I tell my Vegas bad beat story as we're doing the parlay? Well, um, no, because in beer two, let's. Uh, we're gonna save it. Vegas. Story. We're gonna save it. All right, we're gonna save it. All right, all right, cool, cool. Uh, all right, parlay. I'm gonna take the Astros over the A's tomorrow. All right. Friday night. Friday night, Astros over the A's. Um, Friday night. The Pirates are playing the Mariners. Um, I'm going to take the Mariners to beat the Pirates. Nice. Oh, Mitch Keller's pitching? Ooh. Uh, wait, who did you take? Astros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. I'll take, I'll take the, the Mariners to beat the Pirates. Cool. All right. On to beer two. Assume positions for the world famous two brew salute. Three, two, one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Three Floyd's Barbarian Haze IPA. Hmm. Um. What do you What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drink. I'm drinking my buckets, which uh. I I made I made the name up down there in Vegas. Uh, little Mickey Mickey Ultra. Yeah, the the Mick the Mickey Ultras were flowing in honor of Jimmy Butler down in Vegas. Um, by the way, that that um three Floyd Jinx proof lager was really really good. By the yeah? way, tasty? yeah, tasty, tasty. Yeah, and this this um Barbarian Haze IPA is pretty good too. Three Floyd's does it does it right. Nice. 
So for beer two, um, nothing crazy streaming this week or anything. We just wanted to touch on two things. One, swap some Vegas stories. And two, you watch some movies on the plane. So we just wanted to talk about plane movies. Um, but yeah, what were some uh, what were some stories from Vegas? Like, how was like what did you eat? Did you eat anything good? Did you see? Anything oh yeah, crazy oh, yeah. Or? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we ate at we stayed at the Aria, which is an MGM property, but I it's more like, like it. it's really nice. Have you ever been there? I've walked through it. I've it's never really nice. Like I like the MGM is just massive, like the MGM Graham. So, but like Aria is like more upscale like it's not as like pat you can tell you can tell there's a different crowd that's staying there than at the other hotels yeah. mm-hmm. um it was really good um they, they had the tesla was that the one where the was that the win where the tesla exhibit was when tesla was like new i don't, I don't know there was no tesla in this hotel okay, uh, that on. i i could tell um but it was cool they had they had a they had, i liked it. they had a bar they had a, cu- a couple like little hidden bars not hidden, but like they were like to the sides, where like to like there was like they a had perm- one like down below, right? There was like a club. They uh, is that Aria? Uh, they probably do. Yeah. We didn't go. We we didn't go to that. Uh, MGM, the right outside the sports book. There's one which my two buddies ended up at, which was funny. Um, but they had like a whiskey bar where they had like thousand dollar like like they had like a a, a pour was like a thousand dollars, which was really it was that was really cool. Do you remember what um, kind it was? It had a samurai. It was in a samurai bottle. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I forget the name of that stuff, but yeah, yeah. I've seen my, that stuff. my 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 both both of the guys I went with were very way more well cultured human beings than I am. Uh, they're the kind of guys that like actually probably watch CNN and do things and don't just like trust Twitter for the news. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we went we went to a French restaurant the first night. That was really good. First time I ever had steak tartare, which was. Yeah, that's that's good when you get it good. Oh yeah, fantastic. Um, there was that was in Aria. There was a Mexican restaurant called Harvey Javier's. It's mainly all on the West Coast. Um, best margarita. I had oh, it was so like that, a, that's a chain Javier's. Yeah, there's like there's like seven of them. Most of them are in California. Okay, um, but this one was here. Best they they made this pomegranate margarita with like a silver tequila. That like it's a good thing. Like that was a lunch thing. Because like if we would have been there at night at the bar, like I probably would have died. Cause like <laughs> I could have drank like twenty of these. And, like it was so delicious, dude. Um, and then we had like food wise, it's got you know my typical like lobster stuff, um, enchiladas, which were great. Um, but they had like a um, ceviche something that also was like a, yeah. Was that is that like also like tuna? Ceviche, yeah. So yeah, I never had. Raw... I'm, I'm I'm not as big on on ceviche myself. So I'm a I'm I'm a big. I love sushi, but I've never. I like like the fun sushi. I've never done the straight tuna like just you know getting in there raw dog with it. Like I do like the seaweed, the like all that stuff. Um, so like that was my first time doing that. That was really good. Uh, and then the last like before the fight, we were trying to figure out what to do. Um. And those guys, the the night before, I again, I I like, like one o'clock came. I was, I was like the night before the fight, and I was like, ah oh, man, I'm, I'm I gotta get some sleep. I want to be good tomorrow. I want to be good to go. Um, so like one o'clock, we were at this country bar, uh, and we just did some tequila shots. And I was like, all right, all right guys, I'm I don't want to be the nerd to sleep over, but I I gotta tap out. And I now I I was at the MGS, staying at the MGM at this point because we had two rooms um going on now. So I like ah oh, dude, dude, don't worry, go go go. So I'm like, all right, I go up. 
for whatever it was with my body clock, I like I couldn't sleep past even if I went to bed at like one a.m. Vegas time, I still couldn't sleep past seven thirty Vegas time. Yeah. Um. So it's like the next morning, it's like seven thirty eight o'clock. I wake up, I turn on TV, like the Premier League's on, so I'm watching like twenty minutes of a game. I got a te- I got a text from my buddy. He's like, ah, he's like, he's like, ah, I just uh. I'm up, I'm, I'm up, uh, I'm up, man. You want to get some coffee, this and that? I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, let's, uh, we can go gamble on uh, on this this soccer shit that I don't understand if you want. So I meet up with him, and he's like, I walk, I meet up at the sports book, and there's a club across the way. And uh, he's like, he's like, ah, you know what sucks? I was like, what? He's like, this fucking club over there made us go get pants to go there last night. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, they like wouldn't let us really? in, like in shorts. Like we had to go back to our, we had to go all the way back to the Aria to put pants on. I was like, Kyler, I left you at 1 a.m. When the fuck did you go to this? When did you go to this club? He's like, oh, I think we got in there around like 2:30. I was like, bro, it's, I was like, it's it's 8 a.m. Like, when did you even sleep? He's like, I don't know. I was all right though. It was insane. I was like, I was like, what the hell? I was like, it was just so hilarious how he just so casually was like, yeah, we just, you know, ended up at the club at like 3 a.m. and I'm up like two hours later, ready to go and sport drink and sports bet. I was like, man, I, that's I like, thought that's I like me in my 20s. Like, that's what I used to do like back in the day. And my boy Kyler, like he's he's like mid forty, like he's a, he's an older gent, but he's I mean, he's an amazing guy, um, unbelievable. I was like, wow, that's we met these two Australian guys out there, and we were partying with, having a good time with. Um, a lot of we met a lot of people that were fun, but that was that was really hilarious. Um, so like the night of the fight, like we started early, we got they him and him and him and our other friend, they kept talking about fatty tuna, and I'm like, me having no idea what the fuck that even means. They're like, oh man, it could really go for for a nice a little quick piece of fatty tuna and i'm like i sure guys let's let's do it so we go we go to like morimoti or whatever that famous japanese restaurant is and we just go in straight to the sushi bar and order just three like these three slivers of fatty tuna. i'm sure we paid 100 bucks for these three little slivers of tuna first off it was delicious um but it was just so funny how like it's like oh yeah we're gonna get fatty tuna i'm like all right that's what let's do let's do what we gotta do um and then we we ended up just getting we got those MGM burritos, choice, choice, man, for twelve nice. bucks, so good. Uh, maybe they were eight bucks. I don't know. I can't remember, but they were really good. Um, so that was like the food. So we had a couple. The first night at the sports book, we got pissed because apparently it's harder to gamble in Vegas than it is in any other sport in any other city. Um, we were trying to like do a live game parlay, and it wouldn't let us. Like it wouldn't wouldn't let us do it. And I'm like, this like makes no sense. On the app or like in the on the on the app, because once you get in the app, to use the app, you have to switch. You have to basically switch over to what state you're in. So yeah. like on the app, and on the machine. Here's the deal with that too. Yeah. At least I found when I was there, they if you're you're staying in a hotel and there's a casino, they want you to use the casino in the hotel. So they'll block the app of anything else. Okay. They, so I you have you pretty much have to download the app. For that casino in that yeah. hotel, yeah, and then and then bet on that. Yeah, at least that's um, what I found when I was there like six years ago. But so so the hockey game goes to overtime. This is Carolina game one, Carolina Florida. Eight years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, so Carolina Florida is overtime, and I'm like, we're like, oh dude, Florida's winning this game. We got it. We got it. We got to get a live bet on this. And like we're running around the casino trying to get a goddamn live bet in, and we couldn't do it. Uh, and of course, Carolina wins. And the I think it was like plus. Oh God, it was pretty good action. Um, and of course, Florida wins in overtime. And we're just sitting in the sports book, cursing, cursing out, like, "What the fuck? This is bullshit." We're in, why? Why could I do that? Why could I do this on my couch in New Jersey? But I can't do this in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, 
and then so then the, the PGA was going on, and so we were doing we were doing um they had like with the golfing you can pick like they have matchups and you pick who you think's gonna win, but I guess we didn't we actually we we didn't realize that it was just ran they they just make the matchups it's not their actual pairings for the day, so we're like picking all these like golf things but we're not writing down the matchup because we're like it's the pairing. And then the next day at the pool, like we have a couple cocktails, and then we go to the bar, and like you know we're watching you know Scotty Chef. We had like Scotty Chef versus John Rahm, and Scotty Chef's not playing. He's not paired up with John Rahm. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like, wait a minute, this isn't their pairings. And so now we have no idea who who like we're like rooting against for for Scotty Chef's here. And it's like that was very confusing with too many drinks in us to be like, well, this is all, this is this is insanity, and it doesn't tell you on Sounds the ticket. Like it should have been pretty straightforward that it was like Scheffler over Rom, but yeah, I I don't know. I just well, I just thought they were paired together. I didn't realize it would be like, I just thought that was like a cool thing. That, oh, you can you can pick you can you can bet on the pairing, not like just bet these yeah. two random guys. Again, I don't even have an app, dude. You're my you're my bookie for God's sakes. Uh, you should you should have prepared me for this. I um. So that was fun. Uh, the 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 best betting thing of the weekend. We um, the night before the fight, it's game three, right? So we had we had the following bets, and we we're at the sports bar. It was we had Miami. So Miami's up two zero now. Um, Miami to win by one through five, by one to five points. Max Strus over eleven and a half points. Miami, the Miami Boston over uh, under two fifteen and a half, the under, and we took um, Vegas puck line. So that's a puck and a half they have to win by. So with Miami goes in this huge run, which was because Grant Williams starts talking shit to Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, which was hilarious. Um, and there's, I think there was, there's like twenty five seconds left in the game. Of the that game, the Miami game, and then the hockey game. There's like four minutes left, and Vegas is up one. So we're like watching both of these TV. It was really it was it was it was in between the Aria and the MGM. I don't know. It was an MGM property where we found this bar, but um, it was really cool. And so we walk. We're watching it on the two screens next to each other, and we're like, oh wow. It's like Dallas is probably gonna have to. They're probably gonna have to pull the goalie soon here. So like, you, we might actually you might actually hit this. Um, and then like Miami's winning, it's like a two point game, and it's like wow, this this is this is fucking awesome. Max Drews is sitting on nine points. Max Drews misses a free throw. Awesome, right? Um, it's like oh, well that's not good. Then Miami, Miami, Boston like dribbles around with chickens their heads cut off for no reason, gets an awful shot. With like five seconds left, Miami gets the rebound. It's a four point game with like five seconds left. They like half-heartedly try to foul Max Strus, and there's no foul, so the ball gets. He outlets the ball to Gabe Vincent, but the refs call foul. <laughs> he didn't foul him. Like they, 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 like they weren't even trying to like win the game, and so now Max Strus is going to the line to shoot two. He makes both free throws. The second free throw puts him at 11 points, so he blows his under by half a point. The second free throw he makes. Miami wins by six. So it blew our Miami one to five. Ugh. And the second free throw he makes made it 216. So it blew the under of 215 and a half. Ugh. And then 90 seconds later, fucking Dallas, after they're about to pull the goalie, Dallas squeaks in a goal under in the, uh, what do you call it? In between uh, Vegas's uh, goalie's legs. And it goes to overtime. So the puck and a half dies. I've never been so high, high and elated that, oh my God, 
this is all going to happen and then be on such a low gambling wise that oh my god it all blew up in a matter of like 135 well, seconds at least you missed all of them instead of just one because if you would have just missed one you'd have been like son of a bitch it just all blew up so quickly man it was like i was like is this can we can we should we send this into bad beats yeah oh it yeah, was brutal that's, that's um bad beats the most random the most random story of of the Vegas clean clean stories here. Um <laughs> So we go we go into this uh like I said we, we we had two rooms going for two of the nights. Um so we're in MGM signature. So we're in like the this bar there. And this guy this guy walks in. And I was in the bathroom and uh I come out and the two my, the guys I'm with one of the guys, one of our buddies he's, he's a big guy like he's like you know he's got some he's got some guns you know he's got a got a stout upper body you know he had the quote of the weekend I'm I'm a I'm a womanizer not a misogynist which was awesome I was told I was gonna steal that it's great stuff um but you know he's a big guy um I get in there and they're like Drew Drew can you, can you sell something for us and I'm like what's up he's like this guy that just walked in over there. Can you can you just tell Tyler like this, this is a big guy? <laughs> and so it looked it was just like I don't know if he was Mexican or what he was, but um like someone that looked like they like were trading for the UFC. Pretty big guy. And I'm looking at him and I'm like staring at him and they're like, What are you what are you doing? I was like, Do you think he's big or not? I'm like, That's the fucking tire guy from Creed two. And they're looking at me like, What? I was like, here, here, check this out. I pull up Creed 2 on my phone, and it's a training montage. This guy is in the Creed movie for 20 seconds, literally 20 seconds of screen time. How would you uh, even notice him? Amazing. I know, right? That's what they were saying. Like, how did you? I, I freeze it. They're like, how did you even? How did you just even recognize? I was like, I don't know. I've watched this montage like 78,000 times, and that was the first <laughs> thing I noticed. I'm looking at the guy, and I'm like, I was like, hey, are you, are you the tire guy from Creed 2? <laughs> I had say? no idea what this fucking guy's name was. I I ended up I ended up finding him on IMDb, which was surprising because he doesn't even talk in the movie. So I don't even know why he got credited in the in IMDb. But he's actually like a former like he's like he has a gym and he's a boxing coach or something. It was so funny though. Just <laughs> this bar. These Wait, guys were like, "Did you go up and talk to him?" No, 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 no. Because I was it was this whole like no, it was it was just funny. I just I just tried to lightly yell across the bar, but I don't think he like could figure out what's going on. Um, it was just so funny. I'm like, it's a tire guy from fucking Creed too. That's nuts. It was so funny. I just fucking pinpointed that motherfucker out of there at nowhere. Um, who did we see? We saw LaShawn McCoy. It, he was at the Aria with us. Um, uh, Terrell Suggs was walking around with like a gallon of water, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> in in the Aria, Wahlberg was at the fight. We didn't. We didn't. Obviously, not, we, he was ringside, so we didn't see him. But uh, Mikey Levs actually was. He walked by him, gave him a pound. Um, I'm trying to think. Any other good Vegas stuff? You saw a guy coked out, right? <laughs> there was, there's a little. What are the Australian guys we met? <laughs> This guy was like this guy was like five foot five foot two, hundred and ten pounds, soaking wet. Guy was like shaking uncontrollably, like when we met him and was like spilling his drink. I felt bad for like I keep calling this guy a janitor, but he wasn't a janitor, but he had to mop up people spilling drinks. This guy just kept spilling his drink. He was not only was he shaking uncontrollably, but he just kept screaming at me how the two thousand fifteen Carolina Panthers were probably the greatest football team ever and how good Cam Newton is. And I just wanted to be like why do you why 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 is this a thing with you from you're from Australia that you're you've got this thing with the 2015 Carolina Panthers? It was really odd. 
Uh, but turns out this dude was coked up on blow, um, which was which now makes which makes even more sense. And I, I was like, <laughs> like when we bought show my buddy when my buddy bought tequila shots. I'm like, I don't think this guy should be taking any shots, man. Like this guy, this guy, like this guy's already fucking drunk out of his mind. And needless to say, he was just coked up. <laughs> so it was so absurd. I'm like, oh, oh my god, like this guy is this? It's like less let lesson learned not to do this. Look at this fucking guy. Um, that was a that was a fun uh that was a fun little tidbit. There was also there was some like electronic music thing going on festival down in Vegas. So a lot of people in the hotels were dressed up like there was a guy dressed up and they were dressed up as like video game characters going to this thing. Um, I think Wario probably sold the kid the blow actually. Um, now that I think about it, um, <laughs> um, a lot of women dressed in like bunny like rat not like Playboy bunny costume but like just dressed as like bunnies um so that was fun i was a little, i was disappointed in the bathing suits i thought i thought there'd be some uh some more eye-dropping suits out there um yeah that was disappointing but yeah overall i said it was a good time um i would highly recommend the aria for anyone looking for a vague again i don't did you do I, anything like poolside uh well what do you mean like we went to the i mean we went to the pools um yeah, yeah we did good. uh yeah, we went the the pool. The pool at the Aria was cool. It was like three pools, and then it had like a cool like. It, it felt very beachy, like the sports bar out there. Um, and then at the MGM, at the MGM, they had a bunch of pools, and they had like this giant lazy river that was like a mile long. Uh, so we did like seven miles in the lazy river, just you know, huh. kicking back some Mickey Ultra. And, and again, we because the day we got there, like you know, it was Jimmy Butler just going nuts on the Celtics. So I just started drinking Michelob Ultras. Um, they were just making fun of me, like, guy. Oh, you want some more water with that 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 beer?" And I was like, "Listen, nice. I was like, if Jimmy Butler can drink it, it's good enough for me." <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was fun. Yeah, the pools were cool though. Um. Oh my god. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was fun. Three three days felt good though. It was good that we had like an event to like break up the drink. I my my number one lesson was stay hydrated and drink water, which I didn't do yeah. the first day. Um. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Sounds like it was a fun time. And flights were good and all that. No. 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 Outside of my the eight dollar Wi Fi I paid for and United not fucking working. Um. But yeah, the flight the flights were good. Like you know they flew by pretty. Pretty quickly. Um, when we got our in the flight out, we my buddies we kept joking with him, uh, gold member Kyle, GM Kyler for gold member because he's got status and all this stuff. We just kept making fun because he travels a lot, so like he's like George Clooney from that movie, like up in the air because he travels, he gets like tons of status stuff. Um, so he got an invite to like this like hidden bar or hidden rest bar slash restaurant within a restaurant in the Newark Airport. So, like, I've never, like, you know, like, I guess in the 50s and 60s, ca- traveling was, like, an event. People would get dressed up, and then they could, like, drink before flights right, and stuff. Right, yeah. I've never actually done that. But, like, yeah, we got to the airport early, and we, uh, it was, it was basically, like, you looked like, you went into this restaurant, and it looked like you were walking into the kitchen, but then it just was this, like, narrow hallway, and then led into this, like, really luxurious, like, single room, like, like, lounge area where you could order, like, legit restaurant food and drinks and stuff. So, uh... That was just that was before we went out there. So we had would we, I think I think I think in the in an hour and a half I had two Negronis and uh, an old fashioned. So that that set me up nicely for the plane. First ever Negroni. Sweet. Sweet. Not too bad. Awesome. 
So speaking yeah. of the plane ride. Oh, um, yeah. What movies did you watch on the plane? I, I've only watched uh, I watched two movies on a plane. I can't remember one. And the other one was Blue Chip. And <laughs> Blue Chips? Like, yeah, Blue Chips, whatever it was. Was that, Shaq? That's the one with Shaq, right? Yeah, yeah. yes. I, I remember seeing Shaq, but, like, the headphones didn't work. And I was just like, I don't know. I couldn't tell what was going on. And I finally got a set of headphones, like, 30 minutes into it. I couldn't tell what was going on. I can't tell you what Blue Chip is even about, even to this day. But <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's on a plane. The other one, the other movie may have been Jurassic Park, which I had already seen. Anyway, I don't remember. Snakes but, on a Plane? <laughs> what movies did you see? Um, so I, wa- I didn't watch any on the, on the way down because me and my buddy were catching up. But uh, on the way home, I watched Operation Fortune. Ruse. Oh de- have you seen this? No. Like the, the trailer? No. So the, the premise, Special Agent Orson Fortune and his team of operatives recruit one of Hollywood's biggest movie stars to help them on an undercover mission when the sale of deadly new weapons technology threatens to disrupt world order. Um, so the main, the main cast is Jason uh, Statham. He's the main agent. Um, Aubrey Plaza. What's that? Naturally. Obviously. Uh, Aubrey Plaza um, was another agent. Um, Carrie uh, Ells, uh, who I only I don't he the guy who played uh, the Zara looking dude in the Princess Bride I forget his name in that movie but that actor the the guy in the first saw the doctor that saws off his foot okay um, and Josh Hartnett played um, the Hollywood act the Hollywood star that they kidnapped or used and Hugh Grant was like the bad guy. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was like a fun. It was like a fun like guy. It was definitely a Guy Ritchie movie, um, but it was like this like fun like FBI. Well, CIA fun CIA like. It wasn't a heist movie, but like you know, it was like an ocean. It had like a very Ocean's Eleven like Jason Bourne like feel to it, but like it was a comedy. Um, I thought everybody everybody was excellent. I thought Hugh Grant was awesome. This might be Hugh Grant's cut by by Hugh Grant stock. If it's still out there, buy some of that up low because he was really good in this movie. Um, Statham, I mean, Jason Statham plays the same guy in every freaking movie. Yeah. Um, but he was, I, I really enjoyed it. Josh Houghton, it was really, it was really funny. Um, again, it was a good, it was a solid plot. It wasn't too long. Uh, there wasn't a ton of filler. Like it was very paced. Let's like scene, yeah. scene, scene. Let's go. Um, which was fun. My so I don't know what fl- it's my kind of flick. Yeah, I think you. I think you would actually enjoy this one. Um, it was again. I I really liked it. It was. It was again. It was funny. Um, I, I'm trying to think what to compare it to, but like Ocean's, like Ocean's Eleven. It had like the. It had an Ocean's Eleven type of feel to it. But like, okay. you could again. You could definitely tell Guy. I'm pretty sure Guy Ritchie. Um, yeah, it was it, everything. Guy Ritchie was in this. Uh, yeah. So that was that was really good. I probably. If I went on the on the, if I had to in my head do the the two Bruce scale, I bet you this would come out around eleven and a half. Wow! I really enjoyed it. I like I, I it's rewatched because again because it's because it's tight That's and it's wild. fast. Yeah, you can rewatch it. Like I thought everyone act. I didn't. I it didn't was, think there was it, was. it wasn't on a big screen, was it? It was like on the headset. And I had to watch it on my phone. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. Gotcha. I don't know what it's on right now. Um. But I I feel like it's on some stream. It may be on Amazon. Um, but what else yeah. did you watch? So <laughs> I didn't know how much time I had, but I started it. So 
I watched the Weird Al Yankovic movie. <laughs> uh, Weird, the, the, the Al Yankovic. That's actually what it's called. Weird. The, so Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. Um, and a completely sensationalized, adapted true story, based on a true story of this guy's life. Um, like, 10 minutes in... I, I thought I well when they show you the when they showed you the trailer for this movie like when I saw it I think I think Teddy sent this to us a while back I thought this was like just going to be a real kind of like actual autobiography type of movie about him ten minutes in that goes out the window and I'm like oh my okay. god they, I was like so they're, they're so they're just gonna they're basically just gonna make fun of like this guy's mediocre career for two hours like that's what's gonna happen um, exactly what it was. It made it seem like he was an instant hit, the greatest, like one of the greatest song. He was. They, they made, the movie basically made him out so, to be uh, so, the song, the songbird of his generation. So he he made a career out of making parodies, and then the yes. movie was just basically a parody of him. Which and even funnier because I didn't even realize this until the end credits. Like they even changed the spelling of like these the names of people to make it a parody of the parody. It, uh, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't think that's what it was going to be, but that's basically what it was, which made it even funnier. <laughs> okay. Oh, so it was good. It was like a good. I I was laughing. Like I, I actually yeah. I got and I, listen. I did. There were some. There were a couple of like scenes where like it got a little too silly. Where I did fast forward. So like this would all, this this wouldn't get as high of a score on the rating. But it's probably worth like if you have an hour and a half to kill, like, and you just want to laugh and watch something just stupid that's purely for your entertainment. Like this is pretty funny. Like I, I was laughing. Like I, um, just like there, there's one scene where like <laughs> he pretends like he's tired of doing parodies. Like he doesn't want to be known for parodies, and he goes into the record label and he throws them a tape and tells them to put it on with this original song he came up with. And it's just a parody of "Beat It" by Michael uh. Jackson, but he's acting like he came up with it. And then he's at dinner with Madonna. Um, like five minutes later, and he gets a call from the record label, and he's like, "Listen, we wanted, we wanted, we we wanted you to, we wanted you to hear this from us first, but Michael Jackson just released a song called Beat It, and it's exactly like I forget, I forget what. Um, oh, Eat, Eat it. it is his parody. Eat it, yeah. And he's like, "What? He's like, people are gonna think that Michael came out with that song first. That's funny. It was, it was really funny. Like I said, I, I, I did not because, and maybe because I didn't think that's what it was is why I thought it was maybe funnier than maybe it is." But yeah. it's it's good, man. Like I I was laughing. Like I just thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. But yeah, there was like a there was like a an LSD hallucination I'm, scene. I'm like a closet uh, Weird Al fan. Are so. you? Is this you might like it because oh, yeah. you might like actually yeah. start. Like I I only the only songs of his that I know are, um, the Amish Paradise, which how they tied that in was pretty funny. Um, and uh, one other one that I can't even think of off the top of my head. Yeah, like, I, I know um, two. I I uh, pretty much know them all ever since I was a kid, and okay. that was probably the last CD I bought before CDs went away. Was like his comedy album, and <laughs> or, or like his last. Al- it was it was the first comedy album to go number one across all genres ever. Yeah. Um. It was called Mandatory Fun. Oh, it is fun. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> what if it comes like when they, when he's got like he, he like spills out on drugs and stuff. He's like in the emer- I you should watch. I, I think that's on Hulu, so that's actually I think okay. accessible. Okay. Um, but I'd probably get, I'd probably give that one more like an eight or nine on on the the two brew crew thing, just because 
there were some scenes where I fast forwarded it. Cause I'm like, okay, this is, I, I don't know how much time left I have in the plane. And like, this seems like it's, it's going to be too ridiculous. So I'm just going to fast forward it to get to the end. Got it. But yeah, if you're, if you are an actual weird, your brother would probably like it too. Is he a weird guy? He seems like a weird owl guy. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably worth the, it's worth the watch. All right, I probably will watch it now. <laughs> My Bologna. Is that is that actually one of his songs? Yep. That's actually a real thing. And Eat It? Yep. Eat It. These are okay. So so all the songs that they played, okay, were actually his song. I didn't know, I didn't know if they made some of these for the movie or if they like if they were all his, but Sounds uh, like they were they were real. They they had the Star Wars one. Which one's that? Uh he did a couple of them. He did um I don't think so. He did Yoda instead of Lola. He did um, uh, what was the other? I, I just lost it. Um, long, long time ago, I can still remember. No, nah, that was that one wasn't in there. Oh, okay. Um, but there were I mean, there were there were a bunch. So, um, yeah. I love Rocket Road. <laughs> Uh, I love Weird Give Al. me another code, well, baby. Well, put it this way. If you, if you never knew these songs existed, and then all of a sudden you were introduced to all these Weird Al Yankovic songs, it probably explains why you thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was really funny. All of his songs are awesome. Um, yeah, cast, and it wasn't a ton of... There was, oh, actually, there were... They actually were, like, a lot of, like, big stuff. Not big stars, but, like, recognizable actors and actresses that, like... As he became more popular... Um, he did he did a um uh uh parody of Happy and it called um oh, what the, uh, I forget what it was called but there was a lot of celebrities in that music video. Okay, yeah. Um uh, what the I forget what the heck name of the the parody was. Anyway, um it was my least favorite on the album. Gotcha. Anyway, all right. Well, Let's wrap this up and keep it under two hours, eh? I guess. Uh, thanks for robbery, listening. Robbery! Ugh. No, I'm kidding. But still, still pains me. All right. Every, yeah. Everyone, thanks for listening. If this is your first time and you made it through an hour 56, thank you. Drew, as per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out Everybody's cordial right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud <laughs>